cuts for the Get Fresh crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks. Now that wrong time, just say poo-poo. Poo-poo. Welcome back, everyone, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 369. 369, dude. dude. Here we are. Yes. And we have five books that we'll be talking about tonight, plus some mail. So we'll get to it, Eric, as we say. And let me tell you where you can find us all around the intranet. You can go to Twitter. <laughs> well, Twitter, they can go to and follow us at Weird Science DC. And there, if they do, we'll follow them, see what they're up to as well. And you can talk to us about life and love. And comics, maybe, and everything Hopefully in between. Hopefully, mostly comics. Everything in between. I like life and love, Eric, because I don't have much in my Why own life. Why doesn't like you? Well, I live through everybody else. That's <laughs> what happens. You can also go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can get reviews to all of these books we'll talk about, plus many more, done by other than me and you. You have some of the reviews done by our man Gabe. we got Joey Casco. we got a bunch of people involved there. And then when you're all done with that, you can go to our Patreon Patreon.com slash weird science. You could go there first, actually. You know, I'm not going to tell people how to live their lives, but there you'll get a plethora of podcasts, including some very specific ones to this podcast. One being the weekly Patreon only spotlight, the DC Comics spotlight that we do each and every week, where we have two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Beep, Beep, boop. Boop, and they end up picking. Sometimes books that they want to, you know, drive us nuts. They think yeah. that we'll hate them and they want to laugh at us. But sometimes they pick books that they think will drive us nuts and they don't, Eric. And that came into play this week because the badasses picked Blue and Gold, number one, Dan Jurgen's big book, number one, but also Superman and the Authority, number one. That ended up, you know, pretty much getting him in the ass, Eric, because it ended up Did it, really? that it bit him in the ass, I think, because <laughs> I think they ass. wanted me and you to just rant and rave and, oh, man. and Eric scream and like yell Wild about Storm it. Or Graham Morrison, he's yeah, going to yeah. lose his mind I mean, with this, this crazy should be shit. There's a no book that you would hate. Here. Yeah, no, yeah, and really, there is, but is there? And There's not. So we end up doing that book. You might hear about it at the end of the podcast. That's our book of the week. We really, somebody. we really, really did like it and started gushing about it at the end. I, I started blushing a little, Eric, how much we were gushing about it. But yeah, to listen to that, plus many, many more podcasts, again, go to the Patreon. Also, it helps out our podcast for all the work we do here. But uh, you want to talk about a little roll call here, Eric, a little roll call for those Guys and gals, let's talk about it. Bit in the ass. That's what I'm saying. Here we go. Ah, we're gonna do the badass roll call here. We have Josh Murray from Not a Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, who has a mail coming up later on in the podcast, Forrest Polly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Watch, Sick, Matt Razor, D Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Red, Matches Balone, Niels T. Ward, David Fink. Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky from the Comic Boom a channel over there on YouTube, Seller Dweller, yeah. what's he doing, Mark Stuff. Jager, Mark Jager, who hinted in the Marvel podcast that he will have a Wonder Woman email coming up soon. I don't know when that is, though, Eric Aldrin, Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Rupin. 
Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke, Hollywood, Hollywood Kid, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew Belfast, he's back from holiday. He did not go to Bournemouth. Eric Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon, Mark R, man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, and Double A Ron. And also with that, the all-time great Reggie Boom. That was timing, Eric. And I made sure. I realized what was happening. First off, that sound clip is usually very, very loud. But since I changed up my system here, I was jacking up the mic. I was, I had it really loud. So when I had that, I was screaming to try to hear myself over that. And I was blowing out the mic. So yeah. I, I think that I was a little better this time. I could actually talk through it and not scream as much until I get to like, Ruben, when I have Ruben, I still oh, have uh, still a little bit, you know, for Clint here, I, I have a sore throat still from that bug spray that my wife tried to kill me with, and I, I'm going to probably be struggling. By I'm just saying, huffing no podcast. matter what it is is wrong, Jim. That is. Well, that's why I try not to take stairs, Eric. Boom. That's a joke. Eric. That's not why. <laughs> well, it's because I huff. It's because the stairs can't take you. Oh, my goodness. You're a joke. I swear to God. Well, people, I'm just people adding to the joke. Me. Well, I like, the, I like the idea. All you're setting up is if I ever do meet anybody like a Mark Jager who he exactly. did meet, it ends up they're like, what was Eric talking oh about? My, you are a sexy man. You're, like, you're not 500. I'm like, I know. I'm 493. <laughs> I've been on better every day. I have been doing well with myself. I saw your favorite guy, Kevin Smith, was talking about losing about 25 pounds this mm-hmm. past couple of weeks. Uh, did you watch the nope. Masters of the Universe? I you did not watch it yet. I thought it's about funny. watching it today, but like for some reason, I just don't want to dive in just yet. Yeah, I uh, I may have to watch it for a podcast on the Patreon coming up. It's a neck and neck with that and Harley Quinn. Um, but with all of that, I ended up uh, reading an article last night about Kevin Smith, and he was talking about how he could make dialogue that was like a classic Shakespearean dialogue because, you know, the the Masters of the Universe, He-Man and all that, it's very fancy and stuff in his mind. And then I saw everybody talking about that the dialogue was horrible and just Kevin Smith dialogue. So I'm wondering how it'll be. I'll, I'll probably try to watch it. Me and you can talk about that. Jay Muse comes out of stinker. Snoochie boochies. Yeah, yeah. And that's oh, what he I'm said. Done. He actually ended up saying legitimately, quote, I can write dialogue that I can't really write with Jay and Silent Bob. I'm like, well, I hope so, but who knows? He He's a you know, man-at-arms son or something in there. It's probably him. But with all of that, we're going to get off to the podcast. Like I said, we got five books, some mail. So we're going to go off right about now. Now, we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Oh, Jim, we just want to hear your voice some more. And we want to hear
Ah, yes, and here we are with the first section of reviews. We're also going to hear I don't Eric even know Shea. if I'm ready, though, Jim. I'm sitting here trying to go through my Twitter feed. Can we just hold off a little bit while yes, I go check this out? We okay, can. Well, before we ended up going into this, you ended up telling me that Jess had discovered that your gas on no, your no, gas no, stove was I on. Or, oh, you did. Jess I walked just out. I'm like, why is the house smell like gas? She's trying to kill you. She's trying to kill you, she is. I, I said, luckily, you don't smoke like a badass in the house. You would have exploded. It would have been like the scene in uh, License to Drive. No, I'm sitting like, it would have been fantastic. Mercedes, Amazing. Mercedes ends up lighting a cigarette and throws the match and everything blows up behind him. And they laugh, Eric. They laugh, they do. Only me and you know what that movie's yeah. all about. Uh, yes, yeah, it would have been great. Is there any way you could come over and do that? I don't what have a, a glorious way stove. to go out, though, or just sitting there to smoke a cigarette. All of a sudden, I blow up like it's Boom. the end of Heather's. It, it, yeah, really. It would be basically you dying in flavor country. You'd be so happy. Where I else mean, do I where want else to would die? you want to die? Except That's that. the only place I live. That is true. <laughs> that is true. It's going to bite <laughs> you in the ass later. A lot of biting in the ass this week, Eric. I'm all you got into a kink. that. It's cool. I'm into that, all right. But I am a bit of an ass man, but, and I'm back in town. But with this, we, we're going to go through three books in this section. It's called the Flash Wing Justice section. So, it really so flows, right? It flows really well. I hope that you are glad that I put Flash number one, though. Because you know it's what's number weird one about in this? Heart, because the right? thing is, I don't like it at all. And I know why you're doing it because it's one of those books that we're like really been positive about lately. We think that Jeremy yeah. is doing a good job to really hype up this book that's been really stale. And you and mine's mine for a long time. But I'm like, does The Flash deserve to be number one? In a, I'm, yes. telling you, I'm not saying that The Justice League is a great book, but I feel like The Justice League should maybe be headlining this podcast today. Well, maybe it would if it was good. That's some shade, I guess. But with it, too, I realized that this podcast that we're going to go through here, a lot of people like the books that we're talking about. Maybe even love them. And much maybe made. I don't so much. And I really, really thought if we start out with the just league i was afraid people like here we go again <laughs> these miserable pricks so i thought yeah let's put you try to lull them into a false oh, yeah. security no, here I, I but then i start worrying because i'm like oh by the end of the section we're gonna they're gonna forget about it what have you done for me lately and i'm like i i can't help that i guess but with the flash i will also tell you and i wish i could find the tweet because it was a really really cool tweet that ended up being something about you know, a guy listening to the podcast, hey, and he ended up crying uh, with us with the Flash annual, and it made me, it made me. Oh, you smile. I didn't cry. It, yeah, you did, and you know you <laughs> did, you jerk. So I ended up like, oh, that's cool, and that actually got me inspired to actually put that first as well uh, with that because that is going to be our first book, and I think that it deserves it, Eric. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you try to push with your nonsense. But Honestly, without everything we're doing tonight, it at least deserves to be number two, I think. Okay. Well, it's you, up there. Well, you want to go with the idea, and it's the 21st Century Boys podcast that ended up said, really want that annual now? I want to cry too. And, <laughs> and I, I ended up, and I give a shout out to them because of the idea that that to me made me also think that they were throwing shade that we were babies. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I don't that. think that's what it is. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, I put the tears are real. Let me feel the feelings. And, and what that did, you know, as one last bit, as we, we put that to bed, what it did for me was I love the combo of crying because you're so happy, but also sad. I, I thought that it got both of those emotions very well. 
Eric. Later in this podcast, I'm going to be crying again. I just want to warn people, crying like in the way of why the hell do I have to talk about this? But that that's a little later in the section, Eric. Uh, but you have The Flash. Give me your blurb. The Flash, number 772, written by Jeremy Adams, with art by Will Conrad, Alex Sinclair, and Steve Wands. Wally West has his life back on track. Linda's back, his kids are back, and he's no longer a murderer in the eyes of everyone. And the only thing left for Wally to do is, dun-dun-dun, get a job. <laughs> get Thankfully, a job. Can we do that? No, we cannot do that. Thankfully, this isn't too bad of an undertaking, though, when you have a billionaire friends like Mr. Terrific to take you in and keep you fat paid while you continue on with your super heroics. It's just too bad the heat wave has shown back up, and it turns out he doesn't have anything left to lose, Jim. He doesn't. And... I, I like this, and I like this. We're starting out things. Now, with that, I can tell you were drinking all last night there. <laughs> this is probably the worst your voice. You sound like me now when you were doing that with your voice. You, you were drinking a hell of a lot last night. I drank all night, night and also you? smoked all night. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. That, and it's cigars. Been a, it's been – really? It's been, Who's pregnant, Jess? We ended up where – this used to be something that would happen occasionally with your voice, but usually you have – you know, your voice in prime shape. I'm usually the one with it all ripped apart. We're both here, there. But with this issue, what I like about it is the idea. There's two things, really. You were afraid, and as I was, but you more so because you review this on the site and whatnot. We're thinking ahead. And you said, well, we get this really, you know, pretty much fan type favorite fan, even fan service deal of going with Wally through the different ages. We like some yeah. better than the others, but the quantum wave scavenger hunt ass kind of thing. And you was do fun. end up, I mean, how much better for Wally fans can you get where you end that first arc with pretty much Wally was not responsible Slate for the deaths, clean. right? I mean, yeah, that nobody could ask for anything better. Uh, and so when you go into this, you were worried, okay, what is he going to do? When we actually just get to normal stories, when we get to normal deals with Heatwave here. And I can't say that he has done anything that makes me think, oh, my God, this is going to be great because it just kind of starts. But at least I'm not down on it. That is all I'm saying. What's well, the thing? Also, I still have my reservations about it, I too, do, because at the end of the Flash annual, we had the big reveal that Savitar was the problem with the Speed Force. He's coming back. That was the worst part of the book in my mind. I loved everything else doing with, dealing with Wally West and the Flash family in general, but Savitar fell off this whole time. So knowing that like, when he gets put back in his box, we're going to move on, continue with Flash stuff, heat waves next. I'm like, we just had a bunch of fun. It was ups and downs. Some were better than others with Wally doing his quantum weight thing. But ultimately, we haven't really seen him deal with any Flash villains or a continuous story dealing with one villain like that. So we had Savitar feeling weird. It's like, all right, heat waves next. I'm like, this is going to be my chance to see how Jeremy Adams writes a Flash villain and how Wally's going to deal with that going forward as the Flash. And then even here, it's like, he, he barely does anything. So I'm like, okay, next issue, I'm going to find yeah, out how Jeremy Adams deals with a fine. villain. But I'm glad that it just isn't like in your... Yeah, we don't know yet. That's why I said we're still not sure that now with the Savitar thing and thinking and talking to some people, I'm starting to get the idea that maybe Savitar was in that as more of an editorial decision. Now, we'll have to wait and see. We're going to be talking again, even like a next issue when we talk about Nightwing. There's a lot of things you have to wait and see. But the idea that Savitar is the big bad booms out. And then they go, ooh, should we go after him? Nah. nah. It seemed like it was something that was inserted there that might be, and my guess is, more Infinite Frontier involved than actually Wally and this book involved. Because the idea that th this big thing, I mean, Savitar's back, he's fighting, and he goes and they just blow it off. 
And even that, the idea, the last time we saw Savitar, Baryon essentially murdered him with his black flash powers right there. I'm so like, yeah, we kind of want to address some of this stuff. Maybe have Savitar pissed off that he disintegrated right there or like turned to to, uh, bone. I'm like, there's some stuff, but we're not dealing with any of that. Let's run around. I am the Speed Force Master. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's something for other things. And Again, at this moment in Infinite Frontier. I'm okay with the two. I find Savitar boring for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. And, and you end up in this, you know, day and age. And right now we have Barry Allen, who's been captured by Psycho Pirate, seemingly under the, you know, influence or working with Darkseid for this Omega. whole deal. And I could end up seeing that possibly that connects in with something along those lines. Because even when we get back to this, I mean, Savitar, and then it's just like, eh, he's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. But we also He's back get to his weird speed force, Mr. Yeah, Oz yeah, prison. Yeah, really. That's what it seemed like. But you end up where you get the family in this, and then we get what usually throws me off. The idea and of I'm getting here, a I'm, job. I'm, I am reading this, the idea that Wally West has to get a job, and like Jim's gonna hate this because that's an element that I love I hate and it. you hate. I hate it because something has to give in a book, and it usually ends up the job gives. I mean, you end up where Drama. Jessica Jessica Cruz is there it's waiting tables. The yeah, minute waitress. that they get a call, she's done, and we never see it again. It's always the same. But this actually she had, starts. She had high aspirations oh, of keeping she that did. job down. Yeah, really. In, in the meantime, you end up having Simon Baz is just like, I'm going to hang in this sector, sector house. house. Like, I'm, not, I'm just going to sit there and live free. Uh, but with this, when it starts, you have the kids, which is great, right? They're just running around, they're just doing kids stuff. But we do have a play. That the last time I remember this being something like this was Jeff Johns when the New 52, when Hal Jordan finally came back to Earth and he wasn't a Green Lantern. He's like, holy crap, oh, I got man. a lot of bills. I got bills. I'm evicted. I yeah, got to do all these this things. <laughs> and so that ends up making me cringe a little. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to do this. And then when you have Linda say, well, you know, I'm making some money. I mean, this seems like me right now. If Wally's in the basement podcasting, I know what he's talking about. But, you know, Linda's like, listen, I... I do make some money, but, you know, times are tight or whatever. I kind of wish they would have referenced when, like, you know, the idea that he is this far behind on bills because basically he's been gone this whole time. And, like, the idea is, – is, are these retroactive bills where all of a sudden know, the kids are back? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you you haven't paid anything for these kids for the last three years. Yeah, really. So, yeah, it's just all right here. It's but the like idea what like, happened to your dad when the child support <laughs> thing no, came in. Totally he's like, he's holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yes. the idea – but the idea is, like, I wanted them to reference the idea in the late 80s, early 90s when Wally had hit the lottery and was a millionaire. I'm like, wouldn't it be great to have all that money still, Wally? And the idea, like, maybe things have changed or go back and look because the Omniverse has changed now. Certain things have come back. I'm like, maybe I still have that money. Let's go check my bank account. That's a little goofy, but this I just want the references, though. Well, it is funny because as you say this, now again, Infinite Frontier, Death Metal and all that, but Linda's probably like, yeah, remember when I didn't remember you? You know what I also didn't have? bills because it's weird where she's like i have enough money so what has she just not been paying them all of a sudden they're there but yeah it, you almost want to reference the idea of having the kids now and like all that but i like that they mentioned you know he eats a lot eric he has a lot of just eating. the idea could you imagine linda park or wally west to like tax returns next year they like claim two dependents for this how old they are like how did this happen yeah really yeah, there is a lot of weird, you know, fine print or red tape that they might have to go through. But I do like that Linda says, you got a lot of billionaires. You know, you do a lot of things. I want them to say, well, up until like a week ago, I was a murderer. Like everybody. Hated <laughs> the my one billionaire I knew, Oliver Queen, hated my guts. Yeah, hated my guts. And then you didn't you hear Batman lost his money. He's now a multi, multi millionaire. But I like this talk. 
I like that idea of, you know, hey, I can't ask them. We do the the fighting and, and that that's for the good of everything and whatnot. And then I like when Linda's pretty snappy in here. She's got a lot of sass. Which is yes, like, yeah, th- they don't need to get paid because they're the billionaires. I mean, this is ridiculous. And so with that, while he does say, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tighten up the bootstraps. I'm going to go and get a job on my own. Literally, he does end up getting help from a billionaire. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? That's but exactly I like it. all that had, but he did go out there. He I did know. Try. And this is what I love. This is why I like this issue so much. It gives me and you both what we like. He does try to get a job, and Jeremy Adams does play the idea that there's going to be problems, right? Like, there is a big gap. I don't know why he just didn't say he was, you know, I was watching my kids or something like that. But he ends up having that gap. He doesn't have any sort of computer experience. Oh, there's a giant gap in your resume. Well, think about that. I was overseas on a a mission. Yeah, Yeah. a, a mission. And then I love in an interview that they're like, oh, something religious yeah, we'll go with that. I'm like, no, I'm not hiring you. He, he's I pretty think much that's the best part. Like a mission, like a religious thing. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> why not? He's like Tommy Boy. He's like, all righty then, and goes off. But he does get a job. He gets a job at a, a Jiffy Lube. A quick no, no, lube, Speed Lube. lube. Yeah, Used to be my funny. nickname in high school. Yeah, really true. I thought you were like fast finisher. You end up where it's a terrible this, name. Look at that old lady. That old lady's gonna give him a bad review. And tell the girls in the bridge clubs, right? Because he isn't fast. And you get that play. Oh, my, the Flash. He's not the fastest luber. <laughs> luber. Uh, and then he's all down and out. He's upset. He thinks he's going to get fired. And the funny thing is that Mr. Trivet comes in. Uh, Michael's there. And he owns all of these chains. So he is oh, his yeah. boss. But then says, and, and I like this. This is where you almost have Jeremy Adams wink, winking at me. Like, hey, Jim. I understand, too, that these job things, it's bullshit. So this is why this is great, because of all the things it sets up. You can go and do what you want. You can, you know, zip out. You get all the food. You can eat. All these things are the greatest thing ever, but also exploring the multiverse. And I I love where Michael is pushing him as, like, the greatest thing ever, because, yeah, they're scientists. They end up giving Wally some bad looks, but look at him. He's still in the speed Well, that's lube the thing. Jacket. The speed lube jack, because he just left there to go work at, you know, t- right to the terrific tech, right in this whole thing, like, hey, guys, I know you've been doing all the scientific mumbo-jumbo over here. This speed lube guy's going to be in charge now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's the big guy. And I love it if they're, like, Oh, wait a minute. Cause look, and even look the at idea, the one like, guy. he's the new engineer. Like, yeah, maybe Wally can build some shit, but I'm like, I'm looking at all the high-tech stuff in here. I'm like, he doesn't even know how to use a computer. What oh, the hell's he doing I'm here? I'm telling you, when he's like, listen, he's the engineer, and turns around while he's got a uh, hat on, he, whoop, whoop. Like, he has no idea. That's the I, thing. I'm like, he's building Lincoln Logs in the corner, yeah, corner really. waiting for a freaking crime <laughs> yeah, to happen. Really? I like that that guy, look at that computation that's on there, and he's like, oh. What are your qualifications? And all Wally has to say, I time travel. Jerk. I've been in the multiverse. <laughs> friend, no, no. Asshole. I'm friends with the boss. Yeah, really. Qualifications. The boss is, yeah, one of my deals. Uh, and then I like, too, that because of that, you have to have Mr. Terrific is a pompous ass. He really is. I mean, we, we know. Look, he can't much. be the fourth smartest man in the world and not be yes. honest. Like. And he's like, hey, by the way, you didn't carry the floor. <laughs> Walks away. I'm like, all right. Well, he also, wants things Steve, to go right. Also, right? by point yeah. zero zero four in the third laugh. quadrant. I'm like, shut uh, up, Michael. Yeah. And he's like, how does he do that? And I'm like, whatever. And he's probably like looking in on cameras and things, and have like a whole bunch of people figuring things out too. I don't remember at the end of the Terrifics did his wife from another dimension? Did she go they, back she to her own universe? Yeah, she, okay. she ended up leaving. Yeah, so he's there, and also he's just like, hey, by the way, Olympics, and then walks out. 
Uh, and you have all this going on. But he does end up setting up Wally. This is what I like. A legitimate job. A job that could lead to a cool team up with Mr. Terrific, too. Oh, yeah. Right? And also sets the whole family up and we don't have to worry. That's that's my favorite part of it. We don't really have to worry about I'm it. I'm telling you, you say that, to though, worry about I it. can't wait for this inner office kind of drama that's going to go up because Wally's slacking off and keeps running off and stuff like that and they're pissed. <laughs> they're so pissed. Somehow it's leaked how much money he makes and he's just running off all the time on assignment, right? But that's that's the best part. This is Jeremy Adams saying, I understand that superheroes have to have jobs, so let me give them a job that makes sense Especially for superheroes superhero. with families. Yeah, really. And when you end up having Michael's like, hey, by the way, here is what I'm offering you. Don't turn me down until you see this. And, and pretty much those eyes are about to bulge out of his head. Yeah, he's like, holy crap. And then there is a fire downtown. Well, in the background, we have this on. whole thing, too, because Mick Rory Heatwave, we had a little interlude kind of thing. There's actually another interlude. that. Yeah, we'll gonna, get to that, too. Exactly. It's something that's going to be, you know, setting up things for the future story arcs of The Flash. But Mick Rory finds out that he has cancer and doesn't seem like he's going to have long to live. And, you know, with the idea that things are going to go bad for Mick Rory real soon, might as well get my heat waving out the way. <laughs> I, I, this, this doctor, not a real great bedside manner. I know they're not in the bed, but she's like, yeah, you're screwed. You I might just as well go have some fun. Just, just, ima- <laughs> no, just imagine this. So it's like, you're Mick Roy, you're sitting down there. The doctor's like, I'm really sorry, Mr. Roy, but the cancer is like, you know, gotten really bad. We can try to do some chemo. It's like, he just gets up, just walks out to his car, opens up the trunk, puts on his <laughs> heat wave, burns down the, the hospital. Nothing else in the trunk. <laughs> but the heat wave deal, I actually like, wish we saw the progression you. of it being silent where he just kind of like saunters around, like, hey, Red, put this on. And I mean, he legitimately, what's that, Doc? I have cancer. What? Huh. Have some fun? All right. Goes, puts the costume on, and, and sets the hospital on fire. I mean, it's that easy. Uh, in the meantime, you get that other interlude that you said where there is what looks like a big a cosmic sword. spear coming yeah, through spear freaking space. Coming through space. And it is going towards probably Earth, you would think. And when it gets there, I know, really, the moon. You end up where it's going to see if somebody is unworthy enough to wield it. I thought that was kind of a cool little twist there. As it Would comes you like, down. The, I, like the opposite of Mjolnir? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what I think is how things are going over in Marvel and Thor, it's probably going to be Thor who picks it up. That guy's as unworthy as everybody. The unworthy Loki, Loki Wally try to West. Pick it up. He won't even be able to pick it up. You think it's going to be Wally that ends up picking up that spear and it like, you know, ruins and his whole really self-esteem sc- because it's like, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're unworthy enough. He's like, what? Uh, what? But I didn't do it. That was Barry and Oliver and yeah. that was terrific. And they're like, no, the sword knows all, asshole. Actually, it goes right into the DC offices, right into Tom King's freaking office. Office. He picks it up. Boom, Eric, it's done. But yeah, it's it's kind of a cool little thing. It's just really quick and goes. Well, I know that's the thing, is it's one page of going through that whole thing. I like it though because you don't get enough of setting up future stories yeah, I like that. that's throughout what I'm the saying. whole arc like this. Because you know, we're dealing with so much stuff here. What first issue here coming back for a regular arc with Wally West as the Flash? And it's like Wally has to get his shit together. Life together, job done by him. We got Heat Wave and we're already setting up the next story arc, which I'm like, all right, we got we covered all our bases. Yeah. Seriously, though, really. The idea that heat wave it's a horrific thing he does <laughs> isn't it yeah. i laughed so hard when it's i read the it. I'm, like, I'm like holy crap this guy just walked out to the but he got to the fun really <laughs> quick real quick i would have liked it if he would have maybe hit the fire alarm first just to show he has a little bit of humanity left but nope he just Look, burns barry it. i'm mean, barry freaking wally got everybody out so it's fine yeah well he goes and, and does and ends up going and getting everyone out and then at the end 
He sees that somebody, and he's going to do, he's going to suck the oxygen away. Classic flash thing. He's going to run around the building a bunch of times. And he sees somebody is still left in there. And he goes up to save them. But it's heat wave. And he doesn't want the savings, Eric. And and again, if you're going to say, yeah, I don't know just why starts he, and whatnot. Wait, but I don't know why he didn't kick Wally, down, Wally West down and say, welcome to the burn ward. That would have been <laughs> That might have been a little too much. Come on, that's some classic eighties action hero shit that, right there. That would have been pretty good, but you're you're almost Stick getting around. towards that scene in Shallow Hal that everybody was upset at back in the day. You don't need that. I don't so recall you that. end up where uh, when they ended up showing the kids in the burn ward, and eh, people didn't like it. But Burns are awful. Up, oh, they are. I know, Mister Burns. But you end up where I like the setup with Heatwave. Even what little we see, maybe giggle. But it also is a villain. Uh, he has nothing to lose, like you said. Now, again, the doctor is outside. She is, you know, her hair's singed. She's going, she's like, oh, wait a minute. I read the wrong chart. Rory, you're going to be fine. He's like, all right, do your thing, Flash. I'm out of here. Goes off to see a ball game, Eric. But yeah, the idea that he has nothing oh, to lose I'm sorry. is a good I was setup. looking at Mr. Bory's x-rays. <laughs> I was looking at the Captain Colds, and he's like, oh, shit. Next thing you know, the whole thing's in ice. But, yeah, I like this because it gets it, – Heat Wave has kind of been out and about. He's had some things. New 52, weird well, things that, happening and all like that. It seems like we've reverted back to classic Heat Wave right now ever since the multiverse was remade. And I like the way of you're not just going with, uh, hey, I'm Heat Wave, and I'm going to burn this shit. Like, it, there is a reason he does it, you know, and I like that. Burn I like the that. Heat Wave. <laughs> The heat waves coming in. The weather the reports in. Looks like there's going to be the heat waves. <laughs> it's fire burn, weather. Maybe burn. I don't know. But you end up in that little teeny bit. It does set up a heat wave has nothing to lose. And Jeff, the doctor should not have told him to go have fun. She says, get your you know affairs in order. The affairs in order and putting on the suit right. and burning <laughs> shit down. I mean, you don't tell heat wave to go have fun. There's not much else he does. And, uh, yeah, so you have that, and I, I, I liked it. I really did, I? did like this issue, and it made me like it made me continue thinking. Okay, there's a forward progression going on. You could spend the whole issue of Wally going around trying and to get I a job and to. stuff like that, and have him working in eighty jobs. It basically what I'm saying. He could be living Rafe's life, yeah. you know, nine jobs in three days since the deal, and uh, and never has any of them after that time. Uh, he actually quit BJ's, by the way. Eric Already? Worked there, worked there twice. Now he is uh, working at Domino's. He's just shuffling it up. Uh, but yeah, so with all of that, I did like it. I like the art a lot. I like pretty much everything about this. It's just very quick. I it's mean, very it really quick. Is and quick stuff that I want to deal with, like, yeah, you want to get the heat wave and stuff like that because that's the fun flash, you know, good versus evil situation. But I really wanted to spend more time dealing with the idea of Wally West being back after all this time. Like, not even Wally West being back because it still doesn't feel like we dealt with all the rebirth. Like when he came out in the Rebirth special, like how he came back and everybody remember. But even Linda remembering, I wish we could have dealt with more yeah, of the I don't family think we're gonna matter do stuff. That now, and then going you know. into the whole job you situation. Want because he has, I know, I don't want that Eric with that family matters. <laughs> but uh, the idea of just dealing with the, the family matters and how they're going to do for more than just, you know, half an issue. You, you don't like when Iris like, Sister Monster can't be stopped at baby Gickle. I liked it. And I like just, yeah, it's this one issue. It's very quick. But you did get the family. You get a job thrown in, and then you get classic heat waves. So I, I thought this was really well played. I would a cosmic it. spear. I gave it an eight yeah, out of ten. Yeah, I'm giving an eight out of ten as well. I really, I could even go as an eight five, but I'm going to stick with could an you? eight. 
Well, I could, Eric, but you know but I don't how wanna. you know how things are. I'll go up to an eight three. I, I actually did like it. Now, with that, we're going to go to the next issue, Eric, and you know everybody beating me up about it. Nightwing number eighty two beat me up. Freaking left cross a chop. You a just have strange chop. ideas of what's going on in this book. No, as well. I think that everybody does because nothing is explained really. Nothing is well spelled out in this, and that is my. Biggest problem with this Nightwing in a series as a whole. You'll see in my blurb that I wrote before, Eric, so you'll see where my head is. But before I even go into that, the idea of this book, five issues in, uh, what do we know about Blockbuster? Why is he back the way he is? You could say Infinite Frontier, but we don't even know. Totally we, say that. We've had like three sentences from him since the beginning. We have Melinda Zuko, who that's all we knew. We knew nothing more about her. She is now the mayor because Blockbuster killed the old mayor and she was next in line. She's the mayor. Oh, my God. Tony Zuko's daughter's the mayor. And now in this issue, all of a sudden is, oh, my God, it's not Tony Zuko's daughter. It's actually John Grayson's daughter. We still don't know anything more. Heartless. Oh, my God. He's stealing hearts. What else do we know? You you even had a, a, a fight with them. And, oh, my God, he seems to be meta. But he's not well versed in the fighting techniques. And then that disappears. Oh my God, the kids are in a tent city, but yeah, they seem fine. Let's go. I'm a billionaire. I'm going to change things. Pizza party. Let's push that aside. Everything ends up being buried in the next issue's wow moment and the next issue's fan service. And I need an ongoing story. Like I said, I don't like the way that this is retroactively changing up the relationship. Between Zuko and the Graysons I don't like the way that it kind of pushes a little wedge at one point Not a wedge, but throws something in the middle of Mary and John To have Dick, through all of this, just sit there like he's on Zoloft I was on Zoloft there, people would tell me the worst shit And I'd be like, whatever Like I, He doesn't have whatever. a reaction And I, it's almost like so much shit has happened in three days to him After getting his memory like, I, He Look, just wants to get back to Rick Grayson <laughs> Right, but even then, a billionaire. He's been remember a the idea, days somehow, though. The idea of oh my god, I'm supposed to rest because I've had 50 concussions. Then gets in a fight that gets pushed aside. Everything seems to be that issue's moment, and then the next issue, you get to the other craziness. Uh, overall, I think the art's great, but I just this book is more about fan service. It's more about wow moments, and it's starting to get to me. And I'll even go into other things. When we get done the blur, because it is Nightwing number 82, written by Tom Taylor, and we'll even get to the issue, Eric. That's Good. something. Uh, art by Bruno Redundo, our man, Rick Leonardi, Neil Edwards, and three artists, great art in this. Andy Lanning, Scott Hanna, Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott. I got into a lot of arguments this week about whether it was a good retcon to make Melinda Zuko Dick's sister and what it means to John and Marion, obviously Dick. However, my biggest problem with the issue is my biggest problem with this book. Things are just thrown at the reader, and nothing has ever given much time to sink in or matter. The only thing we knew about Melinda going into this issue was the wow moment that she's Tony Zuko's daughter, and now it's just replaced with the wow moment that she's actually Dick's sister. Five issues in, and I'm not really sure what the main focus of this book is, besides giving fan service moments for people to gush over, and people love this book. And I can understand, and, and having, you know, Going through, me and you went through the Rick Race and stuff. We said about it on actually talking a little bit about this on the Patreon spotlight. If you think that the, you know, the only bad thing that's happened to a Rick Grayson, you know, Dick Grayson is being Rick Grayson, there was a lot more before that oh, as yeah. well. This book has not been good. Rebirth was not very kind 
to Nightwing in general. Some people disagree with us, but, you know, you get Raptor stuff. Then we get, I got transformed by the sea, Sam Humphrey's nonsense. Then the when Tom, Tom King ends up having Dick Grayson get shot, and that was carried over to the Nightwing book as Rick Grayson. Remember, Ben Percy, sign he suckers. He's like, I, but even before that, what was he doing? We ended up having that crazy deal dark with the, web. Yeah, the dark web stuff and people yeah, people were getting sucked into cell phones. I mean, this I book Vicky is Vicky Bell might still be. You even had the point where it was like that virtual reality that would make your home look great, even though it had to stink like shit because yeah, shit and we was had rotten. to go to Ireland and have a motorcycle race. Yeah, a, a motorcycle race to sit on the Mobius the chair web. so that you could then, which wasn't, oh my God, so silencer bad. showed up. It, it's been real bad. So I understand if you're going into this and it was you're, wacky you're racers. Just, oh my God, it was so bad. So there was a lot of bad stuff. There was a lot of just nonsense, not just the Rick Grayson. So don't fool yourself. And so when Tom Taylor was announced on this, I was very happy. I thought that this is going to be great. And it, it maybe it's weird because maybe some of this setup is good for new readers because I always said Dick Grayson is my favorite character, not Nightwing, Dick Grayson, because he is the, the heart of the DCO in my mind. He's the guy who will do anything for anybody. And I think that maybe that sentiment is overwhelming Tom Taylor that he thinks he has to just show this and show it and show it and show it. And we're not getting a story even at the beginning of this issue. It's a great moment where you have almost the whole DCU come flying in because Dick Grayson's mask had been taken off. This is something that sets off alarms. That means his identity. Again, I hope well, that not he doesn't that. His mask was taken off. He was also out of communications for a while. He was knocked out. So it's it like, seems oh, no, like the mask is the big thing, and then he communicates. I, I laugh only because I want to think that sometimes he forgets to take the failsafe off and takes it off at the end of the night, and all shit happens, and everybody swoops in. But yeah, the idea that Dick, has been captured and they're going to come in and he's talking to Melinda and then says, Oh my God, wait a second, puts it on. Everybody's going in and, and he says, I'm okay. Tells Oracle, I'm okay. And she sends out the word. You even see Batman coming Titans in. All right? the way there. Batman's, you know, breaking his protocol because, you know, jet fuel costs a lot. So he's taking the bat plate in there. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> oh man, false alarm. He's not alarm. a billionaire anymore. Right? He's actually now would be so hilarious. I wish they would do this that now. He gets the credit card from Dick. Dick's paying all the shit for him now well, after it's, it's all a weird those thing years. Because I actually found it quite interesting the idea of where we are in Batman right now, being the low tech Batman of the streets, stuff like that, because he can't afford to have everything he had before. But like this is, I think, the first time we got to see him with the bat plane. Yeah, I, I don't think that that jives well with the other, but that's okay. It's okay. It's a nice. But moment. that's how important Dick is. He's it is, getting that's, there fast. and that's the fan service moment of showing how important he is. But. That doesn't make an issue or a story. That is a nice moment. And I think that Look, my problem is is that Tom Taylor is just stringing nice moments together a lot of times. And we're not getting an overall coherent story through and well, through. Well, we have a lot of stuff going on where we're like, just adding to it without resolving anything that we had set up to begin with. So, again, he went to – remember, he wakes up or he couldn't sleep. And he has concussions. He ends up having Barbara say, you got to sleep. He sneaks out. He's like doing she's that. the mother. He sneaks out and goes over because – this woman, whose mayor is Tony Zuko's daughter, I got to figure out what is up with that. And again, What's up with that? we didn't even get to even look into it even a little. Like I, here's the deal: there's a lot of times that something like this, you have a twist, right? You have, say, a Lincoln March, say that he's Batman's brother, and 
you, you get to play with it and you get to see clues that well that kind of well, says it Dick, is. like i said you like damian wayne showed up after all these years like i'm your son dun, dun, dun. but you you usually are able to check that out and it's a lead-in to it the lead-in to this was i gotta go check on tony zuko's daughter who i know nothing about neither do we we really don't know anything about her she hasn't been in the book that much and five issues she really has just been standing there and said as she becomes, remember, you have Captain Obvious, who ends up giving her the monies and the stuff. And then Blockbuster says, you got to do what I say. Okay. That's okay. the most we got from her. So he goes. And, and then, then like, she we, says, we see if she has a flying Grayson's poster on the wall. Like, well, I'll, I'll come to you soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, I'm your sister. What? Like, that doesn't seem right. I looked into having family and I didn't find anything. Well, looks like you're going to have to talk to my mom. And they go up to talk to the mom. And, you know, they change because, yeah, you don't want to reveal yeah. your identity. Not, he goes Dick Grayson in. goes up. Nightwing does not. Yeah, yeah. And so he goes in and pretty much just stands there as he's told that he has a sister, that his dad ended up having sex with this woman while she was saved from Tony Zuko. There's this whole Tony Zuko. It's a very Star Wars-esque where everybody ends up being the same people involved in every story, where this ends up changing, for the most part, in my mind changes the idea of why Tony Zuko would have killed the Graysons. And again, I don't like that because it just I don't feels like so it. like that's the thing is I don't mind Belinda Zuko here and the idea of John having a relationship with her, you know, her mother like before her him and Mary got together, but them having to flee and were like kidnapped by Tony Zuko to the point where John never knew that he had a daughter and stuff like that. Even when like, you know, they were able to get away from Tony Zuko later on and like, you know, Melinda's mother didn't want to, you know, interrupt the Grayson's life because at that point, Mary and John were together. Dick was born and she she didn't want to come in there and blow up his life like a lot of people do sometimes. And the idea of like, that's all fine with me. But now this comes back to the idea of the origin of, you know, Dick Grayson as Rob and stuff like that, you know, extorting Mr. Haley and stuff. We're going to, you know, use the Grayson's example. Like, there's way more animosity here now. And like, I don't even know why you have to bring in the extortion factor because you, you're just trying to kill somebody who wronged you years ago. And this makes everything feel kind of less. Though, it also makes Especially me think that. Especially for all the different Tony Zuko stuff that we've had yeah, over the years. Yeah. And you're basically playing up the idea that possibly if, if John would have kept him in his pants, they wouldn't have been killed. Because it was the animosity of having a kid that he had to watch over and he grew angrier and angrier and then he went and killed them. And I don't like that retcon. And with that, you could have different ways to do it or whatnot, but um, it's a wait and see for me. I want to see if this ends up being anything, if having Melinda, his sister, because the idea of him maybe even helping and finding out that Tony Zuko's actual daughter was somebody good and better, I think Sonya? it's more interesting. Yeah, well, we already had, but we, that's the thing. This is kind of a play on that. It's not even that original with the deal. He just twists it a little more. But with that, he had more interesting things to me than just, well, you know, when the Graysons weren't actually together. And again, it's just a woman through Tom Taylor saying, you have to understand they weren't together yet. Yeah. It's just thrown in there like everything else. There's lack of detail in all of this because I don't think Tom Taylor has any concern really for the mother who might have been trafficked, might not have been, ends up coming high. So melee, how you abused. Yeah, melee ends up being abused horrifically. It seems melee. escapes, goes back. All this where she's just played off as the, in my mind, not really playing her as anything but the person, the damsel in distress that John ends up saving because he's a good guy and then a way to get a sister for Dick. Again, 
I don't know that this is true. We could find out because a lot of times anybody who's been abused, not even abused, you have kids who sit there. You have sat there as a kid thinking, I I wish that, you know, maybe I was the king of England or maybe these aren't my real parents. This is something a lot of people or even when you're especially like an orphan who sits there and like, I think that my parents are billionaires or whatever. She's an abused woman that may actually be kind of projecting and thinking that wouldn't it be better if, if John and maybe telling her daughter that we'll have to see if I'm Dick, I'm getting the blood test right away. I oh, mean, yeah, there's definitely. no reason not to. Plus it, Tom, Tom Taylor doesn't really think of the idea of at least so far, Dick Grayson just became a billionaire like a week ago. And then somebody comes out. Oh, and goes, hey, I'm your I'm sister. Your right? sister. I'm his brother. I'm telling you I'm right like, now. You I'm Jim Grayson. Detective to no. see the clues here, and Dick. so with that, I just imagine him like, Scam likely. Yeah, wait a minute. I got to go and, and, and get like, why didn't they go and talk to him after the parents were dead? Why didn't they go and present themselves when? And, and the idea, you know, oh, well, you got snatched up by Bruce Wayne or whatever, but it kind of just left them then. And she seems to have been aware of this. She says it. So it's weird. And so where is this idea where he, boop, 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 boop. hey, yeah, Bruce. Uh, yeah, this girl uh, thinks that she says she's my sister. He's like, holy crap. There's no like there's no way Batman's going for this. He's going to no. do testing and stuff. Now, with all of that, the one thing now. Do you expect, because remember, you end up having Oracle, Batgirl, and Barbara ends up keeping the line open. Yeah. I can just imagine her just shaking her head this whole time. Like, that's bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Also, that does end up going. Does she signal in everybody? And it would be hilarious. Like, hey, everybody, I know you're heading back to your house. Dick's in trouble again. I, <laughs> they have to turn around. Batman's like, I got to refuel. Holy crap. Uh, because the calm is open Yeah, uh, yeah. with that. But. Again, I mean, I, I, well, the thing up- is, I don't know, like, even the idea, like, you know, where Dick, like, knows his family history, his family tree, like that, but she was squirreled away to the point where his father didn't even know about her and everything like that. So the idea of all this going on with May Lee's telling the story, I feel that she's a reliable narrator right here with everything we're seeing because it feels, it does feel like we're seeing everything. But with that, though, I, I think it works out well. The idea that John could be with somebody before Mary, have a kid that he doesn't know about with this weird situation with Tony Zuko. But the whole thing with Tony Zuko makes me like, that's the only part that I don't like about it because it adds a more, a more meanness to their, their deaths than originally should have been in my mind. Yeah. I, I think that this ends up, we find out that the mom, you know, because she had been abused and wanted a better life and then got snatched back to Tony Zuko that it would be better for her to think, well, I think that that was John's kid. The circus folk. And I ain't a better life than nobody. I, I know. <laughs> she ended up being circus folk, too. So, And that's the thing overall. I don't know if people are aware. Tom Taylor did work in the circus for a while. Uh-huh. He knows them dirty circus folk. He knows what goes on. They can't, <laughs> can't keep their zippers up. Uh, but yeah, so what's, what's all you that, with the idea that he can't keep it in his pants? He had like he banged two people in his entire life, like two, two, one too many. Really, you think that that's all he banged? Seriously, no, that's the, only from what, what we've what seen. Though she, she well, right now we see one that we didn't know before this week. I'm telling you, they end up where the bearded lady comes in, and holy, they crap, have a relationship, Jim. I'm telling you, down the line, I don't even know that he played guitar to her. And then they looked at some, you know, nonsense. I mean, really, there's nothing. And then she ended up getting snatched up again. And then she's like, he tried to find me. No, he didn't. How do you know? <laughs> you keep jumping to weird conclusions how in your mind know? analysis. <laughs> Seriously, how would she know that John tried to find her? She maybe was Tony tra- told her. I don't know. I, well, what would Tony? Yeah, yeah. You said, I mean, really, I think that it might be easier to find Tony Zuko 
then to go and do that. But again, the circus moved to the next town, baby. He just went. He was nailing broads. I, I guarantee you, I could write a story and it'll just be he was nailing everyone. He was like Led Zeppelin on tour. Huh, this freaking guy. nothing gets anybody wetter than an acrobat. Yeah, really. He's thinking, well, we always say that. I mean, seriously, he's like Robert Plant right there. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It just seems. As of now, we'll see what it plays into. I think that because he hasn't had any sort of character work with Melinda, that we don't have a connection with her. Obviously, Dick has no connection, except finding out that, oh, my God, Tony Zuko's daughter is the mayor. I think that this is a forced way for him to get Dick Grayson to care about her. Like Dom would say, it's all about family and we'll try to protect the mom and Melinda when really just throwing it in, it really is nothing because nothing was set up and well, nothing not was really explained. Going on. If, if Barbara goes back to Gotham, if uh, you know Tim goes back to Gotham, we have Nightwing essentially back in Bloodhaven by himself. We need a decent supporting cast. But what are you going to do with supporting cast? Because she is under the thumb of Blockbuster. Uh-huh. She's the mayor, but she is the person who has so, – so how do you get her out of that? Without well, Blockbuster, well, I'm saying without Blockbuster continuously trying to kill her, and then you are stuck in that rut for a long. Like Blockbuster isn't just going to let this woman say, "Yeah, I'm not going to be the." Like she knows too much. If she quits or she goes, she has to be Look, hidden. I don't she know if knows. You know this, but Melinda's brother's a billionaire. <laughs> well, that's true, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I a think superhero. I think if anything, she disappears because again, this would be witness protection. Blockbuster killed a guy, and she knows about it. Watched it. So the idea, also, she's a criminal in all of this as well. So I don't well, see she, that I this, don't know what the deal is. Maybe she's doing some weird, like, internal. I'm not going to say internal affairs. The she way, let but a guy die. That happens She was sometimes. there, though. But I'm saying she is like, a witness even to when, that. You know, even when Dick is walking out and he's talking about, like, you're, you're a criminal. So like, you don't know what I am. Well, I'm like, you know, there's something I, yeah. deeper going on right I, here. Deeper? I think that that's why Blockbuster's come because he found out that she had a wires. Something. And I do think that this is not going to. I think that this sister deal. Which is, is crazy either, because I don't think you can wear a wire in this city because with uh, the idea where at Melinda's door, you have like police helicopters shining lights in there. You have the, at the door, you have like a, a bunch of SWAT team in there. But behind everybody, you have Blockbuster. I'm like, yeah, it does seem like Blockbuster owns the, the police force. Well, and, and yeah, you see that. You also see that the mayor of Block, Bloodhaven lives in a shitty ass apartment. Not that bad, but still. It's a nice apartment. And what are you talking about? The police are busting the door in of the mayor. At like this is where, like I well, said, I don't know if they're busting the door and they're at the door and you hear a thump like they knocked on it. I don't know what the deal is. I feel like this is going to be a do for the idea, like Miss um, Mayor, we have to get you out of here because there's been a threat well, on your I life. Think that something that like that might be as well, but I do think that with all of this, but it ends by the cl- end. I'm just looking cliffhanger yeah. the way that it's said. But like that. I said, by the end, I don't know how long you can have. If Melinda does go on the straight and narrow and joins up with Nightwing, I just don't know how long. You can have her around where Blockbuster and all this, and she watched him kill people and things like that. I think that this is to get her the hell out and end up where we'll leave it ambiguous. Because another thing is, this makes this issue and the first time, like Melinda shows up, everyone's like, oh, Zuko's daughter, okay, we saw Sonya before, like you said. And then all of a sudden becomes highly collectible because that's the first, you know, oh, the first appearance of Dick Grayson's sister. All of a sudden these issues now get bought up. And it seems like a lot of these books are playing this game where also you, you pretty much, like I said, we haven't really even established a story in five issues pretty much. And now you just go through this and everything seems to be of the moment. Oh, this is what happens. Let's explain that a little. And then, but nothing is jiving for a, a full out story. I, is the Heartless the villain of this? Yes. Is 
Blockbuster? Yes. Well, Blockbuster is the overall kind of thing. Like the but idea I'm of like, saying, though, but behind what do we everything know? like in Spider-Man Go or whatever, you have the kingpin going on, but he doesn't necessarily have to be the so main the villain. So the big thing is Heartless, in five issues, we know nothing about him. We don't have any idea about him. At I'm one saying, point, it even looked stuff, like which is a it, it looked like he changed the ways that he's even getting the hearts. You ended up having, you know, kids and all that being left behind. But still, Nightwing ends up going face to face. Learn nothing about him except that it seems like he has meta powers, but he's not trained in fighting. And it just then he seems goes like Tom and, Taylor is doing a more slow burn story with a longer arc style. Okay, that's what he did with Suicide Squad. That didn't work out. And and with that, he said that was only supposed to be 11 issues. And (laughs) I was thinking about it today. Supposed to be 11 issues means that you probably would tell us about all of the members of the team. Right. You explained to me what happened with Black Mask and Ted Kord, really like fully because he never really got around to really explaining that much. Then he kills Deadshot. Right now, we end up having Batman, the detective. Who's the big villain? Equilibrium. What do we know about Equilibrium? Equilibrium hasn't even been barely in the last two, three issues. That's a miniseries. So the idea, he keeps doing this. He keeps throwing things at you. Then he gets distracted. He throws some other things. This is all fan service in my mind. That's why people love it. And I just don't see it because I need a story. I don't need to be shown every issue. I mean, even the idea that he has a three-legged dog, that really now just feels like another notch in the look how great he is, which you said right away. It was overdone to get that. Yeah. And then he announced today, I think it was like, oh, we're going to have, you know, uh, night bite, bite wing, uh, end up Haley, end up suiting <laughs> up and it's going to be fighting the crowd. I'm like, we're just going to get an issue. He's going to do the pizza dog with that and things like that. Yeah, and I just, I don't need that. I, I don't need, I need a full story. Tim Drake comes into town. We don't get a lot of Tim Drake and he's just standing around and, and doing things that are nice. The book is nice most of the time, but it's not a story and it's not anything but fan service in my mind. I want more than that. I need more than that from this book. And hopefully this is just a first trade because we, we only have one more issue. First trade done. Uh-huh. And we're real scattered in a way that doesn't even feel like it'd be like vignettes to get everything going. Everything just seems like the focus keeps shifting weird. Well, maybe it's a longer, it's going to be a longer trade. Again, I'm telling you, we're dealing with so much stuff right now where we keep just moving along and just building on things, but there's been no real. To have a six issue trade, volume one, it's already, you could order to pre order. It's one to six. Now, that might not be his idea of the whole arc, but that is the trade. And, uh, the idea of this is just I'm not getting more. It seems like Tom Taylor just realizes that he can just throw fan service out right now while he's working on trillion other books and he can get away with it. It's, there's not much story going on here. And because of that, uh, I give it a six five. And I'm not the lowest, but I'm one of the lowest on the yeah. comic book roundup. I just the art's great. It really is it's amazing. But the story to me, just you, you get the idea. And even that I feel like I'm Dick Grayson. Because the idea that it's just thrown at you, you know, look at me, just thrown at you. Hey, by the way, she's your sister. I'm like, all right, well, we'll have to see what that does, I guess. And then Dick just, he doesn't even react. He's just standing there the whole time. Doesn't even have a question, doesn't ask anything about it because it really is just Tom Taylor telling you what he's going to tell you and you have to accept it. You gave us a six on the column. No, I'm going six, five. Okay. Yeah, I said I'm that. Here I'm like, at it because I'm like, who is no, lower the, than you? <laughs> yeah, there is somebody lower than yeah. me. No, I gave it a six on the site, but reading it a couple of times and not again, I'm not going to focus on a lot of the stuff with melee and stuff with the trafficking and things like that. I'm just more 
concerned about the overall story and no progression at all and the fan service moments. So I, I'm going to give it a little bit more of a benefit and give it an A65. But uh, what would you give it? I'm at a 7 out of 10 with this. I think the art's really great. And while I would like some kind of resolution of something, like I said, the idea of stacking stories. But if Tom Taylor plans on doing a long, like, you know, over, like, you know, not the idea of, like, here's the story, here's the beginning, here's the middle, here's the end, boom, we're done. Just something that plays out longer and doesn't have, like, has, more, like, a less of a linear feel to it. That's fine. I can get around it. This is that we're dealing with so much stuff now. But, like, I don't know, we're going to deal with the billionaire aspect, we're going to deal with the heartless aspect, we're going to deal with the sister aspect, blockbuster. I'm like, what's it going to be this time? Because And will it go far enough to keep me satisfied? Right now it is because I do want to see this. But while I think the sister aspect is cool because you can get, you know, do some more stuff with Nightwing overall and Dick Grayson, I don't like the way that it retcons the death of the flying Graysons, Martha and John, because it just, you know, they were uh, a expenditure, like they were the collateral damage, essentially trying to get Mr. Haley's attention here. I and mean, it's sad stuff like that. You have a, a connection with Tony Zuko throughout you know, all of Nightwing because Dick's constantly going against him whenever he shows up or gets out of jail. But now it's just really mean spirit. And, and like, I don't, think that I, what, I don't and like I, it. I think the way you're saying it, just to, if, if I'm guessing right and going with like the classic idea of Bruce and Martha and Thomas, th- they end up getting killed in such a. Like a a silly way, not a silly way, but they end up that it's nothing. Now they change it over the time and stuff like that, but it's a senseless death. The idea that it's just because of the crime and ends up where little Bruce doesn't have parents only because they ended up at the wrong place at the wrong time and it happened a senseless deal. And that's how the Grayson's being that collateral damage deal. It was very much like that. Now this ends up, you know, almost like Tony Zuko. Yeah, it's more evil. With him, what he did, and, and even when he goes back and steals Melee back and ends up putting that stupid stuffed animal down and stuff like that. Uh, but it, it does, it feels more like, I don't know, it doesn't feel as good or as right as, as what it did in connecting with the Batman stuff and things like that for me. But yeah, you're a little more positive. I mean, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what is going yeah, right on. Now, it is weird, too. I mean, there's Blockbuster, which we don't know what happened with him and comes back. But with him there and they go to melinda's apartment with him right there with the police i mean it really does show that he could do whatever he wants sure it's, it's kind of surprising though that he's front and center with them i would think that he's smart enough to kind of keep on the down low and control things from he wants to you make know, sure his side. investment in this new mayor's taking I, care I'm of i'm telling you i think that if it wasn't for the idea that marvel made kingpin the mayor of new york i definitely think tom taylor would have had blockbuster the mayor of Bloodhaven, and it would have been pretty cool with that as well. But he's kind of doing it anyway on the side. I just essentially think to myself, like, Mayor, that doesn't even give him enough power that he yeah, has I'm right saying, now. Though, but that's that's the cool deal. Like, right now, he is even mayor, more. So I we'll, own have, the mayor. we'll have to see. But even then, like, you have that, like, man, he's in control of everything, but we haven't really seen much. I need to see more of the big things, and I need more, you know, details and more of the setup. Well, yeah, you need of to know the new status quo because of I'm expecting. Any issue now to just things just thrown at you. Oh, by the way, Dick Grayson, he lives in L.A. now like you didn't realize or oh, he doesn't have his memories again or this is a dream oh, no. or whatnot. Like everything just gets thrown at you without the last part being explained. And it kind of is a little bit getting to me. But it's again, it's like a Tom Taylor deal now. And it's it's starting to worry me. But we have one last book in this section. Uh, and this is one I think we're going to be in pretty much agreement with. Uh, right. What is it? Justice League number 65, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with the backup by Ram V, with art by Steve Pugh, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Josh Reed, with the backup art by Suma Kumar and Rob Lee. Sid Mario Topica is in town with a few days to kill in our Justice League. 
Or just like are just doing goofy shit and getting their asses kicked about this issue while Bendis tells us that Lois Lane has a brother called the Damon Rose. Talk about, you know, I'm going to stop right there. The idea of retroactively giving Dick a sister is I not know. as stupid as the fucking I, Damon Rose. I'm telling Rose. you, though, my big complaint is, I swear to God, if you put Bendis's name on that night, I'm not saying you, Eric. I, I'm saying <laughs> a lot of people would have lost their freaking minds. They wouldn't have even looked into it. They would have been like, no way, that bullshit. But because of this... We, we get as little detail. I mean, he ends up saying Sam Lane chained him. Hey, that's what he says, Eric. Again, though, it's bullshit. As for going. our JLD backup, we have crazy shit with Batman and Elnar Rosh 2 entering the dreams of a psychic while our actual dark team go up against Merlin and his assault on Atlantis. Yeah, it seems like Ram V's got a little bit of a Batman fetish nowadays. Well, that's the thing is it's barely a goddamn Just League Dark book. We have this new character, the 13th Oath Woman, Eleanor Rashtu, and she's going, I'm hearing a voice in my head. Oh, my God, it's this dude hooked up to TVs. Batman's like, yeah, he's a powerful psychic. I'm going to have to use my magics in there, get you inside his mind and shut all this stuff down. I'm like. Why? Because we're like, well, let's deal with Merlin and like the Just League Dark, well, we not this character end, right? and Batman. It's just at the end. You it's do. a cliffhanger. I, I remember at the beginning of the New 52 where, you know, Scott Snyder even told us that what they ended up, editorial and the main guys, came to them and said, listen, this is this new deal. And we want to have everybody like reimagine all the stuff like villains. This is how we got that Mr. Freeze nonsense and stuff like that. And everything was supposed to be dark and whatnot. It almost feels to me as if the DC editorial, because of maybe the idea of punchline hitting and all those going, it's just like, Hey everybody, you got to have these crazy ass new characters and, and focus on that. And don't really focus on the stories that you're telling or the things Batman. on. <laughs> yeah. And, and why not put Batman in with it? Because that makes it even better. It's weird. Because a lot of these books are centering, especially Bendis stuff in this, centering on other books, centering on characters that aren't the characters that are typically the main characters on the deal. And I just don't understand where you go into a Justice League where we just get out of tons of Naomi covers. Naomi, now we have a checkmate cover oh my for God. a Justice League thing book? Is, it's the idea, like, we're going to find out what you're doing, Black Canary. I'm like, this has nothing to do with what's inside this book. No, <laughs> it's basically Black Canary's like... Uh-oh, I just found out what <laughs> And Damon Rose just, hey, by the way, I am Lois's Lane brother. And they're like, shit, we just heard about this Melinda. Sam I mean, boy. my head, my head's spinning. But yeah, this is where I really end up just getting so angry again at Brian Michael Bendis in this dialogue because you have a character, Damon Rose, where you want to show and tell things that would be cool if you're going to explain things and maybe work it out. Instead, the sing song, my, my Argus codename was Damon Rose. Uh-huh. I wasn't following you. Uh, uh-huh. And what it ends up doing is it taking and shoving the things where you're never oh, getting uh-huh. info. You're never getting info. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who said? Well, if I was aiming to end you, you'd be done. That's nice. Like, why? It's, Just give I'm us information. Vegas, we have the Damon Rose show up here, like we saw the last issue of Justice League, where he was following Green Arrow and Black Canary because he needed to get a hold of Oliver due to his checkmate situation. Like, you know, like, you know, get a message to them. Be like, we need to do something along these lines. We're not going to be going there because out of nowhere, we have Deathstroke show up and causes a big old ruckus. But it's the weirdest part because. While Deathstroke shows up and tries to kill some people, it's not actually Deathstroke. And I don't know why we're playing any of these fucking games like and this. so what are the games? Also, because it's Brian Michael Bendis, he's got to play these fucking games and try to do these things. And, and, and again, I'll give Tom Taylor more credit. I said it's all fan service and things like that. But I like Tom Taylor, and I think that eventually he can meld the stuff he's doing 
to, to more of what I'll enjoy. People are loving it anyway. So what, what do I say? Yeah. But when you end up where Green Arrow, of course, he's got to have the boxing glove. Like out of nowhere, it's like everything that you get. And where did he pull that from? This is the thing. What is? Where did he pull that from? Where did he get rid of it and get a real arrow? Because there's an explosion, and sure as is. the explosion goes, he's already got a real well, that's arrow. That's the thing is, he take the boxing glove off the front. I guess, and then he throws <laughs> it. This is the thing where Brian Michael Bendis versus the Tom Taylor fan service. Brian Michael Bendis does not understand the fan service number one, and doesn't understand the shit. That people think are a joke He actually thinks that that's cool He's an old man And he doesn't understand her Because he's doing this and it's not even a joke It's not even like Black Canary turns and goes Really? You're, you're using that? Like It's supposed to be this big th- It's nonsense You know my favorite part of this it. whole thing is though actually Because it is the Damon Rose part It's like one of my favorite parts of this book Where Dinah is so pissed off at Ali For keeping this whole checkmate thing a secret and stuff like that I like that but I want him to jump back Hey, what about that Team Seven from the like you know the end of my series that I had before when you you know all of a sudden this freaking team came after me and you were a part of it? Let's talk about that a little bit. Also, honey. he's like, what about that time you nailed John Grayson in the circus? Everybody nailed America. Also, nailed. He's an that acrobat. was when that was when she was on the road with the Black Canary Band. Uh, with that though. I wait, don't wait, mind. did she do it or did Oliver? Because in my mind, Oliver did it. Well, maybe, but you know, with this, oh, you end up maybe you end up where. You said this probably is the best part of the book, right? But it doesn't belong here. You can do this in Checkmate. Don't do this here and then expect because, please, it's it's enough of a thing to have somebody buy one Bendis book, let alone that he's trying to tie them in. you got to buy them all. And I, I swear, mean, when we get to the point where we're going to name the Damon Rose because Damon Rose is his Argus code name. He better, Benders better give Lois Lane's brother an L first name because it, it would just ruin it for me if we don't have an LL name right there. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm going to give Lois Lane a brother. Like, motherfucker, you're not giving, you're not doing anything with her actual sister. Please. We Lip already have family Lane. to play with. Is that what you want? Lip, Lip shit shit Lane? Like, that's that's like Lewis, cool. but whatever. Lewis Lane, not Larry Lane. Larry Lane doesn't Lawrence say, Lane. Larry Lane sounds like it'd be like a, uh, Larry. A news, like a news reporter from like Cleveland. Larry Lane here with tonight's news. Right? Lawrence, that's classy though. Lawrence, that is Lipschitz though. That'd be pretty cool. But even that, it's like, hey, my Argus name. Luigi and then Lane. Even that, hey, it's me, Luigi Lane. Hey, what you doing there? I was taught by a Sam. You end up where. My Argus code name is Damon Rose. And from that, Oliver, after going, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, and then goes, Argus, you looking for a job, kid? But what? And then it's just for a joke. I'm not made of money. Clearly you are. Okay, maybe I am. You got any references? Like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Doing here? more than what the Just League's doing against Sinmon. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. It's both Bendis writing it, so I'm not going to give him benefit. Here's doing nothing. Then there's an explosion. Deathstroke is not Deathstroke. No, I'm not giving anything to benefit down. I'm just saying, I, let's move on from that because nobody's doing well, anything in this it, book. It looks like, you know, with that Deathstroke, there's the standoff and everybody's dead, it looks like, by that. But meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, where they're sending because out the Because that's all the that Bendis knows how to write the Justice League. It's all the Super Friends, and all we're going to do is make fun of the Super this Friends. This is just the Super Friends. Again. And even that, when you have it, like, meanwhile, it's a Hall of Justice. Yeah, it's fine every now and again. If you want to play that angle, but I have to know that you care about these characters and or know these characters, because the whole thing is like, Sid Mar's attacking. Everybody's trying to fight back as best they can. And then the Wonder Twins have this thing he's where... He's watched Challenge of the Super Friends. That's all he's done. And 
Yeah, even go because you end up with the the Wonder Twins. You, you even have, fucks that you up. Have Zan and Jaina here. You know, Zan form of bucket of ocean water, which he actually turns into a bucket instead of just the water, like we talked about it many times. Actually, it was, it was before this issue came out. You and I were having the conversation and about you Gleek had an and the Wonder about Twins, it, yeah. about the idea of like you know how Zan transforms. Gleek always gets the bucket here and there. But That's no, Gleek's job. Exactly. He, he you took don't have the a job away here, from though. poor Gleek, so and Gleek just, was in the series. The series yeah. from the Wonder Comics that, again, the only reason that Brian Michael Bendis is throwing this in here is because Mark Russell's deal was under his wing of the Wonder Comics, and they're there. And the idea that Batman is relying fully on the Wonder Twins is just, it, it's a joke. The Wonder and Twin then, interns, you get top so, to it, guys, because the idea that he transforms greatest. into a bucket as well, when you know, when Zan yeah, has transformations doesn't. of water powers, but he's a bucket here, and for whatever, Jada turns into Gorilla Grodd, and this is the thing, it's like, all right, you've turned into Gorilla Grodd. And what did you do with this power? Oh, Nothing. Jada didn't do anything. And what's Nothing. Zan doing with this power? Well, I needed uh, Batman's like, I needed Zan to turn into a bucket of water because of I need ocean to pick water. up that, of ocean water. I need to pick up that bucket. I need to toss it on Aquaman because apparently Bendis still thinks that Aquaman needs to be wet to fight. Yeah, he thinks that Aquaman can't be away from ocean water too Like this long. Aquaman like, grew up on the land, yeah, Bendis. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it's throw not a and a mud ball at him. Like, take that. And he's like, yeah. I mean, he'd be like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? But then, uh, ooh, yeah. Now I'm, ooh, yeah. He's it's ready. Just, he's all powered it's up. He's so macho, funny to man. Me, though, because the idea when Batman throws that bucket of ocean water on Aquaman, it's right in his damn face, like two inches away. And I'm like, how much Zan did you just get in your mouth, Aquaman? Yeah, I'm telling you. And here's the thing. Don't just swallow. To, I said to you, like, again, if you look it up, uh, you know, Zan can turn into any form of water. He yeah. can't turn into a bucket. No. But if he could, what you're doing then is separating him. You are chopping him in half because of the idea. And then somebody <laughs> somebody even said to me, well, maybe the bucket's ice. And I said, but he can't turn into two different forms. And, and you know, ocean water, it's tough to freeze there. Sure but even is. So you have this where he legitimately throws half of Zan at Aquaman, some of it going in his mouth. I mean, he's done. Zan, R.I.P. Uh, it's a but good vintage that, Zan. I got irritated. I love the Wonder Twins, but I love them not. what they were. Like I love them as a kid. I, I, either I don't care, but I don't like them now because they are a they, joke. They're a joke, and Batman comes in, and that's all. Brian Michael Bendis thinks he's hilarious. He thinks, oh man, and also I think he's like, I'm making them more legit, which he's not. No, because again, you end up having. Uh, you know, Jana turned into Grill Grodd. Let's see some of that. Let's see what she can do. She didn't you know, do anything if with you're going to do this, do something. No, it's a fan service moment and a fan service moment that is just ridiculous. And again, gets Zan completely wrong and then gets Aquaman completely wrong. And then they go to fight Sinmar, who having him in this book is completely wrong. Well, I mean, this the is idea, nothing. It's bothered me from the get-go where we're told by the United Federation of Planets that the planet Sidmar, it's out in the far reaches of like the outer rims. It's, wicked. it's not even like, you know, sc scouted by anybody else. We don't We never knew about this planet. Oh, yeah, but also Thanagar used to war with I'm like, I'm telling you, well, if Thanagar knows about it, everybody, everybody should know about does. it. And I'm like, this is a thing. And so the idea of like we have our Just League fighting Sidmar here, and now because we had that connection before, when Hawkgirl starts sort of just have... Thedagar. So obviously now we have more animosity to a character we know nothing about. I wanted her to say no Earth <laughs> from Earth. Um, just say, exactly. And it's a Thanagar yeah. thing. Everybody's going to say she's Thanagarian. He Thanagarian, still thinks she's Thanagarian. She's I an just, Earth I just one. Just, well, she might as well be the way she looks Maybe to him. Maybe now. The idea. I mean, look at it's this. Like, Thanagar. I just want her to go back after beating him in the face with a mace. Sinmar. <laughs> <laughs> just whatever you plan it, Sinmar. It's stupid. Uh, then they yell to Naomi. 
Hang on, Omi. You go down in the basement. You go see if you the can JLD rouse people. up. I like the idea. If the JLD people are asleep, you wake them up, but save your parents. They go down. Again, let me remind everybody, her dad is not Ronian. only a Ronian, but he's a Ronian soldier. warrior soldier that was in many a war. It was spelled out. And also, where's he's D, the Thanagarian? I mean, he ends up not even anything. It would have been cool for him to go and find, you know, say, some Adam Strange outfit and I'm sure put it's it on in there. And, and go yeah so go i mean he's busy off being a genocidal honestly, maniac with tom king so just grab it we, we and go. might it been and cool. the thing is i can't trust bendis to do anything cool but honestly you could have that <laughs> you could but with that they end up where constantine comes out of the bathroom he's sipping up a he calls it a loo yeah and he's like hey hello love i was in the loo what's going on oh they're in trouble up there oh is he the butler the butler oh no i'm gonna keep my parents here i'm naomi uh you stay here and constantine says yes ma'am to naomi classic constantine naomi he says yes ma'am to that they need him up above they need him to fight Naomi has told him, you stay here. And that is ridiculous. Classic Constantine. Classic Constantine, right? Look at him. I mean, look at he's he's there with his tie loosened. Yes, ma'am. The problem is, though, the big thing that Batman is doing right now while Superman is fighting Sid Mar and everybody else is trying to do it, you know, we're trying to rally the groups, the, the people up together, try to, because in Batman's mind, no matter what happens, we cannot let the Hall of Justice fall. So it's the last thing we deal with this thing. It looks like they blow up the front with people, just like bodies flying uh, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, like, just everyone. Well, I don't think that mission was success, Batman. And and remember, one of the big things that they ended up talking about with the idea that the, the Hall of Justice and all that was would be a target or whatever, but yet still they have tours every day. Well, that's the best you part. Know, I, I loved it back in the day when you had the Hall of Justice, like in the early 2000s. Yeah, you said You had the, the Hall of Justice deal. and you had the slideways teleportation, which took you to the moon base. And it was amazing. And then you had the front there and then you were able to go. But yeah, all this is like you basically are saying that any alien that comes down is going to target this, but yet we still have tours. I'm, I'm telling you, every Independence Day aliens to come and just hover over and shoot down at it. Welcome Bill to Pullman. Earth. Exactly. Bill Pullman can't freaking save this with a rah rah speech. Hell no. And, and with that, you see Apollo flying. I think the rest of them are tourists. They're like, oh shit. And then so there's Constantine. Dead. No, ma'am. He's yelling. He's shit his pants. But yeah, through this, it's, it's nothing. No. You have ended up having the Sinmar being elevated for some reason. But what Brian Michael really Bendis elevated? does, he's well, he's elevated the idea that all Brian Michael Bendis wants to do is make it seem like there's this big threat that's just going to destroy. I every, really I mean, feel like this should have been Rogelzar more for what though, he but did. Even so, Sinmar now is one of the most powerful villains of all time. What he's and doing here. He and just, and I don't know. He ended up what he was pissed. He, he was wanted to be like guy. the Supermans. I think he was mad that he was named after his planet. Sinmar, if I'm walking around, my name's Earth Werner. I think I'd be pissed off too. Uh, Earth. You end up though, like it's too much. It's just too much without anything happening. It's just, we got to fight him. We got to fight him. Hey, is this that guy? The United Planets is after? I think so. Let's go fight. Naomi ends up distracting him at one point, which I barely could even tell. Superman then takes him up in the sky, gives him a couple seconds, and then they try to call everyone in. But some of the people that they try to call look to be dead. 
And that is the Green Arrow, Black Canary, Damon Rose, and Slade. And Slade, this pseudo not, Slade. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying this shit. He looks like he's dead. He looks like he got shot Hopefully. right into the chest. I see an exit wound bunch of blood. There. It's going to be weird in my mind. It's just going to be some random dude dressed as Deathstroke. And I think it's because they didn't, wouldn't want to kill Deathstroke or do anything against Deathstroke. It's like it's never going to be explained why he's dressed like Deathstroke. I think it's the dad of that kid in that fighting tournament. That kind of looks like a deal, and then he's there. That's the dad. I, I can't even remember what his respawn. It's, I know. Yeah, I think it was respawn. Yeah, I think that's just some cosplayer. He's, he he got his thrills, Eric. Some he, cosplayer he with got a grenade a, launcher. He got a little bit too, uh, you know, deep into this. And, uh, yeah, it kind of it bit him in the ass as well. But, yeah, you end that. Then you go to the Justice League I Dark. I don't and again, like the Justice League Dark backup. This whole thing going to a guy who is strapped up to these cables, and it's like technology meets magic. And for some reason, Eleanor Rush to is our main character of this book now, and Batman's her sidekick. But the idea is like, you know what? This guy, they've used some kind of spell to fragment his mind and create multiple instances of his imagination within, like a man dreaming a hundred dreams at once, unable to stop. He must be a powerful psychic. They're projecting his dreams onto our reality, albeit at a limited scale. Looks like they're still in the testing phase. I'm sitting in mind. Why and who? <laughs> what? What's going on I'm here? You, even when they're talking about remember that co- the cult members that they were all beating up on last issue? Yeah, I yeah, re- yeah. It really seemed after this conversation that those were projections of his mind, but I don't think they're the case because I really do think those are the people that have him, but I don't know what they're doing or why Batman's are like, you know what? I can use my technology. I mean, my magics to open up the thing. But then you, this girl I've never seen before, you need to go inside his mind and have a freaking dreamland yeah. job. I love I'm the like, idea what? that he's trying to be gentle with her because she is like one of those, like, what is this horseless carriage that you drive about with? So he doesn't want to say technology, right? He doesn't, but that's not really any, like, it's magic. Okay. But I'm going to throw you into a mind with these dreams and yet she's fine with that. Like, all right, let's go. How do I find out? Well, we, you better find the right one or you'll never get out. We're telling, what are we we're doing playing here? Freddy Krueger rules here, bitch. We can't die in there. And so you better watch out. She goes in and then it's just follow my voice. All right, I'll jump through some things. I kind of look like the Shining you. Knight now. Yeah. And there I am. Oh, my God. I'm in this tower. You have to fight through this faceless horde. Okay, that takes a panel. I'm here. Oh my god, you look like a child. Oh, what? Oh yeah, that's me. I'm a child now, and we got to figure out what Merlin is doing. Exactly, because the whole thing is they they say at the end here, it's like Merlin must answer for what he has done to me. Merlin did this. The brothers of Ambrosius, and all of a sudden, like yeah, Merlin's been out for like a hot minute. And how the hell did they grab you and hook you up to this techno sorcery? And like for what Merlin's doing, I'm like. Did he have a chance to talk to anybody? I like this. Merlin did this. The brothers of Ambrosius, uh, those fools did this, but not on their own. Wait a second. Ambrosius, there was a time Merlin was known that name. It's like, why are you, you are, uh, you know, exposition to make yourself, that exactly feels like Ram V. Ram V, like I always say, he thinks, and maybe right, he thinks we're dummies. And when he says the brothers of Ambrosius, He's got to then explain that in a way that doesn't even feel right. Well, it's the brothers of Ambrosius. Those fools did it. Wait a second. Ambrosius? That's Merlin. No, you knew this. That's what you're talking about. And then, oh, my God, it's Merlin? It's such a weird way to then segue into the idea of, oh, man, that Merlin, he's, he's up to a lot of He's a bad dude. Yeah, and, and down in Atlanta's doing this stuff. Down in with, Atlanta's way? 
down in Atlantis way, then you're talking about, oh my goodness, this is of the great tome of uh, the Atlas Atlantean. I'm like, I, I, this story is not going anywhere. As much as I was upset with Batman taking up like, you know, big old spotlight in a Just League Dark backup where you don't have a lot of page space to begin with, I will say that when the Just League Dark show up in Atlanta for Zatanna and Constantine right there and Etrigan, Ragman, like, you know, Detective Chimp, but them teaming up with Aquaman, now I'm like, all right, now now we're talking. I want to see some more of this. One page. And you need more than that. And just the idea of. Hopefully next time. Again. The Merlin stuff in Atlantis feels like this is where I get the idea where usually like a cat one we'll be talking about later. Ramvi has more space so he can go and say, well, I'm going to have one issue where we're just talking about tell me everything about Selena. Well, we were in Sicily back in the day. And then he can have an annual where he has, oh, I'll tell you about father. He doesn't have it in this. So the fancy stuff he throws in. And it throws it all up. Batman and, you know, this girl in the oh, mind Mara. of a thousand dreams. And that, like, that doesn't really Fragmented. feel like it's anything but something but fancy to throw into in. our world. That's what I'm saying. Like, why, why do we care about this? Like, why does, aren't does you he showing me more TV of the cool screens? stuff? Are those the projections? And that's yeah, it? that's what it seems. <laughs> I mean, he's there. It's, it's Axl Rose there in the Welcome to the Jungle video. He's all up in arms. But... I I just want more of the story. I want more Merlin. I want more of that stuff. And I don't know that I just the Batman stuff is Batman going to be in this book from now on because it does feel like he's just there to have this extra fancy. That that seems like well I got to get fancy with this and have that. But we'll see what this all it, plays it, it, out. It is weird. Where she does the thousand like, dreams? And, she does feel like she's going to be the next Shining Knight. The next but with Shining, Shining Knight coming back like after the new I multiverse. And I'm like, we already have one now. And like, even got rid of Sir Yiston for Sir Justin. And now you're going to have Eleanor Rush too. But it would be cool maybe, if we didn't have Sir not, Justin. It looks like it. But if we didn't have Sir Justin, then I would say that's kind of cool. Maybe we're leading into that because it would be a good setup of her doing that. But you're really going to have to explain to me later and really convince me that we need to go through the thousand dreams of a partial reality no, of this guy sitting <laughs> there. Yeah, just to then at the end show Merlin the coolest thing is Merlin getting ancient Atlantean monsters yeah. and attacking with the Justly Dark teaming up with Aquaman. That sounds really cool. Sure does. And it's all I want to read about the other and stuff not do with just, the Batman stuff at all. Yeah, I mean, if this is all just to get her on the team, just get her on the team. Don't don't go through this nonsense and, and whatnot. So overall, though, with both of those stories in mind, Eric, what do you give this? Well, I love the art for both stories here. Just League and Just League Dark always look good in the series. But the problem is that Just League regular story is garbage. And when it's not being garbage, it's just making fun of the characters that you love and you realize the writers didn't give a shit about them or you. So that's a painful moment right there. But when you get to Just League Dark, you're dealing with a weird Batman story more than anything else, which is also a big disappointment, even though that cliffhanger did get me. I'm like, I can't wait for the next Just League Dark backup. But ultimately, 4.5 out of 10. Oh, yes, sir. 4.5. I'm at a fuck you five. Fuck you! I just, I was just, I'm at a point now. How can you be furious about what Bendis is doing? I mean, I try. I, I, I saw, try not to I be. I saw but Batman it's just, just Zan and Aquaman's face. I'm like, you piece of shit. Yeah, just, just think of the progression he had to end up doing to get to that point. He had to screw up the powers of Zan. Then he has to get Batman screw to actually up the full think limitations of, of Aquaman. And also has to make Batman think that the biggest thing here are the Wonder Twins, who are still interns. Oh, my God, the interns. Do your oh, thing. Oh, this be like a weird frat. The idea is like, oh, my God, we have to go and fight this Sinmar, but I'm still going to make a joke about making Aquaman wet. I just even <laughs> <laughs> Wet. Uh, you end up even that when Batman 
was even like him involved. Hey, Wonder Twins, do what I taught you. I'm like, oh, my God, you just lessened Batman now. I mean, really, what else are you going to do? And then it was also a checkmate issue, which I saw the sales there. Damon not many Rose. people care. And, no. not, and, and there you go, though. You get the appearance of Damon. Like, all these things seem to be what I said of throwing these characters in there as new things that people are going to have to then speculate and buy the books. But that's uh, going to have to be our big thing going forward. It's going to be one of those ideas, like, put it out there, like, for a, t- like, it's a, a, not a test, a challenge, something like that. No. But the idea, like, what is the Damon Rose's name going to be? Is it going to be an LL name? Is it going to be Lewis Lawrence? I don't know, but. Do you think he'll if, mess if it up? Oh, dude, if it's not an LL name, I'm going to fucking riot in the streets. But I just want to know, like, what does everybody think that, you know, Damon Rose's real name is going to be his first name? Something lame. He's, he's going to get it mixed up with the Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, I Peter know. Parker. Yeah, he's just going to end up being all that. They Peter call Lane. me Doc Samson. The yeah, hell they do. Yeah, really. I ended up talking to people about that this week where you had that. And he's just, uh, he thinks that. Uh, he's Lucy the Lane. You know, you, I know. Well, that's the thing. What I Sam think Lane mostly, died. They went to the funeral in the Lois Lane book. Didn't deal with anywhere else. But she's standing there next to her nephew, who last time she saw him was 10 years old. Now he's 17 years old. Nobody ever talked about it once. Not even her. But the rest of the Daily eye. Planet. Doesn't even bad an eye. Uh, with that. It, Fucking it's, monsters. With, with, with Bendis, it's just. The the things that get me upset about him, uh, he seems like a great guy. His really, I just want to say that his his full set of hair ah. is what I'm. Uh, you know, uh, no, what and he does seem like a really nice guy, yeah. and he has written some things that I've read that are incredible. I mean, really, but the time that kind of was passing when he came to DC, it feels like at points he doesn't care enough. He doesn't care as much as us about what happened before, so he's doing his thing. But then. When you have these other things, it's almost like he's laughing at us, like he's making fun. It never feels like it's for the love of DC and their characters. It almost feels like he just wants to make fun of it. And you have said that you think he's an undercover agent, but still, the the idea like he's a double agent he, sent by Marvel to bring DC down just, from the inside. It it upsets me that much because it does feel like. He doesn't care enough to do enough research, and then when he does find something, it's more of a joke, and he wants to be jokey, but in a way that points out the awfulness of some things, like having the Wonder Twins and that stuff. You hate the Wonder Twins. You do. I like them, but I like them as what they were, Challenge Super Friends, all that, but when you put them in a book and you have them throw water on Aquaman, it, it feels like you're just poking fun. At everything and like, hey, look at you guys. You're gonna have to buy this Just League book, and I don't even care. I'm gonna hey, do Jim. wacky shit, and it just upsets. They, they weren't in the challenge of the Super Friends. Oh, I keep thinking <laughs> of this challenge. Which one were they? The the I, other deal? I don't just remember because I don't remember yeah. all the different names. Like even the idea of like the legendary yeah, I thought, superheroes. I, I and, always thought, I always seemed to, in my mind think they were in the challenge, but that was my. That was the Legion of Doom and Samurai. Yeah, that was my favorite. That was my favorite. I'm telling you, I I ended up watching those as a little, little kid, so I don't remember. I I remember every weekend. The Wonder Twins, I I thought they were kind of like a joke, but again, I talk about the Super Friends deal, and actually, what what, this comes in right into play, so I'm glad you mentioned this. The idea that everybody, oh, look at that welcome man, he's a joke, he's a joke. Oh, now he's, you know, got the respect. You end up having Jeff Johns, New 52, you have Jason Momoa, he's that, he's making him a joke again. He's right back to the joke of the Aquaman, which I never thought he was a joke. Put some of that in my mouth. I always loved him. Yeah, he's like, put (laughs) seriously, man, Zen, you taste good. You taste good there. And then Gorilla Grodd, I'm going ape. He didn't do anything. That would have been cool having that because normally we just have like 
Well, maybe know, we will. Obviously, the big thing is eagle, bucket of water, but just the water, Gleek, with the bucket hanging there. Uh, that's the classic. But saying a specific character, that seems like something like I could go with the idea that that would end up progressing the powers a little and you could see some things. But no, no, Eric. Well, yeah, because no, then you no, telepathically no. control Sinmar. Yeah, but that's the thing. Can you get those a bit? But if you get, that would be cool. Now, again, that seems like something he would mess up. But Jaina is the hero of the story. Yeah, yeah, yes, that is true. She saves it all. And then Naomi swoops in and takes the credit. I've only had all my powers for a day. Uh, But, yes, that's what I think. Oh, my goodness. But we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. And I've got a long way to go. Ah, yes, thank you, Dancing Mike. I'm going to hear mail with Jim and Eric. Here we have two mails uh, from, you know, the first one's from a pretty cool dude. Uh, It seems to be from me. I, I don't remember sending it, Eric, but if you want to get involved in the mail, Email us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. It's also in the show notes, and you can be the start of the show like, I guess, me, Eric. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is the mail. Hi, everybody. I am Jim Werner. So, As Jim. you well know, I'm sorry to interrupt this mail section, but I have some very important announcements to oh. make, Eric, right? I'm, this is me. Obviously. I, I, I'm too lazy to do this. This is Jim Werner speaking, by the way. Of his own free mind. I should have had you read it. It would have been better. And volition. <laughs> and not just reading aloud from a patron who's been abusing their badass level in order to make me shout false proclamations of love for a little over a month now. Right? And the, the funny thing is, is I never really did the badass roll call on the Marvel side of things. It seems goofy not to. But uh-huh. it seemed like it was like something different, whatever. So I started doing that. And in the middle of that, I'm yelling, I love punchline there as well. <laughs> Most people are like, I don't know what he's talking about. He likes the comedy routines. Ignore any statements I may make to the contrary. As you probably know, I, Jim Warner, often go on tangents in the middle uh-huh. of sentences. Probably because the pills I take are making my head go all fuzzy. I make good he has a short temper. Eric Shane. I, I, I like how you emphasize what? the temper. <laughs> ah yes. What what do you have? A long face, asshole? I mean really. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> there you go, Mr. Ed. To start things off, this week, of course, we had the absolute pleasure to read and review the Joker number five. Now I will tell as I told me who sent this in, uh, we were we were a week behind on the mail because of the stuff that came in during the uh annuals. annuals that we don't yeah. have we don't like to put mail because sometimes People who mail in aren't even on the Patreon, so we like to keep that for the deal. So we have been a week behind. This was going to be last week's deal, and now it's this week's, but just pretend. That's how it works. 
or as it should more accurately be called, The Wonderful Adventures of Punchline and another far less important cast of irrelevant characters, number five. Now, if you are really going to go with this, I think Eric's a little more, you know, upset with that punchline back. That's the thing is I can understand that if you like punchline, but I don't know how you're loving punchline for what you're getting out of punchline lately. Well, let me tell you, Eric. As of recording this, I'm not sure if we've already covered the book before <laughs> this interrupted mail section or if we have yet to get into it, or maybe it was on the Patreon spotlight. I don't know. Like I said, pills, my head, fuzzy, pills. fuzzy, Eric. I-, I would say that if my head is never fuzzy. It gets a little busy sometimes. It really does. And sometimes it actually, by the end, I, I will reveal this, maybe being more of a, I, I was going to say sentimental. For some reason, maybe I'm more of a sympathetic character when I reveal that sometimes when we get done the podcast, like Eric Shea will tell you, he does, where you get upset that you said something and, and whatnot. And you're like, oh, I, I should have said that or whatever. Yeah. When I get done, I swear to God, I have to sit down and clear my freaking head because I have like 800,000 things that I keep thinking so I about. That I have a couple beers. That. Yeah, see, I don't drink. So maybe that's what I should do. Uh, I end up just drinking more Death Wish coffee, Eric, and it makes it worse. Drinking a lot of Death Wish coffee today. I'm getting a little fuzzy, right? Nevertheless, I probably gave that book a far less than charitable score, which I would like to rectify immediately. So here it is, 10 out of 10. And is this still you? I, I, this is supposed to be me still. Okay. 10 out of 10, Aaron. Uh, can you give this to Eric? We can get the hell out of here. What, what did we give that joker? We weren't real big on it. We, we really weren't uh, because it was the deal. Remember, yeah, take that. Why? Uh, I did yeah. that. Oh, so we weren't pretty, you know, good looking or ugly. Hey, jerk. Now you're throwing. See, this is the sort of thing nothing. that upsets me. And then I sit there and I'm like, just does he really, Like, how could he think that five foot 11 is short? I don't understand. I don't. It's the perfect issue as all issues featuring Alexis K, a.k.a. Punchline, which I'm telling you, I could probably get 10 Punchline fans in the room and they wouldn't even know that and then go off to booster no, I, gold I agree. Right? the idea of like knowing her like you know um secret identity whatever you want to call it, her real identity yeah. i don't think that's something that's stressed enough that a lot of no people i don't do think now. it is we were talking about even booster gold i gave last you issue know. a 6.5 out of 10 and i think i was like a six I, I think i was around there i was around you in fact i'm going back on all my previous scores of the prior issues as well they're all 10 out of 10s now <laughs> And you know what the hell with it? I'm just going to go well, the ahead. The Joker has been good rate. overall for the most yeah. part. Yeah, you've been liking it a little more. Than me, yeah. <laughs> All future issues of the ongoing series of 10 out of 10 now that I'm at it. Now, with that, that wasn't really much of a, a, a punchline backup this past issue either. It was more of a really bad Harper Row backup, it seemed, and Cullen. Uh, and lastly, from here on out, my favorite character of the DC Universe is no longer Dick Grayson. Tom Taylor just has an impressive. Well, this is this might be me. <laughs> Hasn't impressed me with that series lately, so henceforth, my new, permanent, unchangeable favorite character of DC, not to mention all of fiction, is Rokosar. That makes sense. Just kidding, of course, it's punchline. I mean, that's no contest, is it? Look at all the other shitty characters DC's pushing out who can't hope to compare to my beautiful punchline, Naomi? More <laughs> like not for me. Oh, uh, yes, Yara for? More like Yara hit the door. for? That's good. Father Valley, you know what? I, Jim Warner, still actually suddenly kind of like that guy. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. You are the worst, Jim. For listening to Jim Warner. I don't like this, Jim Warner. Now I see why people hate us. Uh, Me, impromptu public service announcement. I love everyone at the great uh, Get Fresh Crew, beep, boop, or as I've gotten used to saying lately, Get Fresh Crew, punch, punch, Eric. 
Now punch we're moving down. on. I also like fruit punch, but I don't. Do I you? think that's ridiculous. Like a nice Hawaiian punch? No, I don't. I really when don't. I stone it. I'm like, yeah, I'd like that, right? <laughs> stone. Now we're moving on to more mail or perhaps books, or maybe we've reached the end well, of the weird science punchline comics there, podcast, Jim. Eric. I don't know, but whatever the case may be, one thing's for certain: I love punchline, Eric. Thanks for that short mail. You're a jerk. I didn't do anything. Did I ever tell you that? Did I ever just sit back and say, you're a jerk? Yeah, really. You you long-haired hippie freak. Actually, what did I call you? I really was You long-haired fuck. Yeah, that's what I called you. (laughs) I'm like, you have long hair too, though. Damn right. But, you know, I don't have a lot of sex. Uh, You long-haired celibate asshole. J-Man's next. And thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Yes, thank you, Punchline. J-Man's next. He says, hi, Jim. Uh, What's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? It seems as though every new DC comic I read now has these questions that Director Bones of the DEO is asking. He's got all them questions. He's, he's got a lot, doesn't he? So I thought it would be fun to skin? try and answer his questions from my point of view. How do I smoke a cigar and actually blow out smoke? Why doesn't it come out my ribcage? That's what I'm asking. And maybe ask some of my questions about these questions to gain some questions and some perspective. Eric, number one. Is the United Planets forming their own Justice League? There's the first question, Eric. Yes. What is your response to that? We've seen it's them just, already. <laughs> yes. He says, I sure hope so because the present Justice League kind of sucks. Who are these United Planets? No, no. I, I, Who I are the, these planets? What, what were they called? The, um, the United Watch or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, no, it was like the uh, Overwatch. Uh, yeah, the Overwatch. Something, something. along those lines. You ended up we saw them that, previously, yeah. and you look at them and you think the Justice League sucks. You ain't seen suck yet because yeah, also, really. it's also Bendis. They are the suckiest sucks that ever. For some sucked. reason, we had a blue freaking fiery looking Dax of mine. I'm like, I don't understand Damn what's right happening there. here. Wait till he starts throwing in Blue Devil and Captain M. Are yeah. these. All of the races that have come together in the present Green Lantern series. In general, the Justice League tends to focus on problems facing Earth unless they are on a space voyage for a couple of issues. It would make sense that different races may be formed to equivalent of the Justice League for the planet of star systems. It is a league that the United Planets are forming. I think they should uh, rewatch episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation and form something similar to the Federation with a prime Directive, Eric. The prime. The prime de- directives. You don't fuck with Earth. <laughs> I I always like to call Batman the prime detective, Eric. Is don't. that is that good? <laughs> yeah. Where's Worf? Number two. What sacrifice must Shazam make, Eric? What sacrifice? Well, I read Future State, so I know that he has to make. separate from Billy Batson, and Billy Batson's gonna have to stay in hell. Holy crap, what a sacrifice, right? Being written by a subpar writer compared to the Jeff Johns series, being associated too heavy with the Teen Titans instead of the the Justice League, of the Justice League Dark, being regulated to being called by a onomatopoeia instead of his true name due to civil suits and arguing about intellectual property, facing his lackluster fate as foretold in Future State. I I just want to say, and I, I... you know, J-Men, I love J-Men all that. And I love everybody who says all this stuff. But seriously, it's Shazam now. Stop it. it. That's just what it is. I mean, to keep arguing about that, uh, you know, please. Well, that's the thing is, we say that. I, I've actually seen people talking about it, I think, online or like Facebook preview of this whole thing. The idea where it seems like people do have the, the, the idea of itself that when you can call him Shazam because when he says the magic word, you have to have the, the intent behind it. And kind of like what we saw in the backups, it seemed originally in the Just League backups when we brought Shazam back for the New 52. Where it seemed like, you know, Shazam was a magic word that allowed him to do a lot of different things. You know? yeah. So it seems to be all about intent. But when you have the Shazam family, I'm like, we can't do Captain Marvel anymore. No. But you need to tell me 
what Mary Marvel's name is and what Captain Marvel Jr.'s name is. I don't care, sir. I do. They don't have their powers. Freddy's dying. Good riddance. Out of here. And I would say the rest, (laughs) but I don't even know if they're relevant anymore. Yeah, I don't know either. Pedro. We got Darla. We love Darla. Eugene, man, he's doing the video games, right? He's doing the things Pedro's eating. Darla's cool. That's right? what you got in this. Out of got this Mary, yeah, that's what I got. I mean, where's the what's going on with the haunted lands? I don't know. Oh, Darklands? Yeah, you know, whatever they call America, I don't care anymore. But no, with the idea, eventually, I guess, you know, maybe she could Shazam. Shazam girl. Right? Yeah, when I'm writing my cool. review for this whole thing, I'm going back and forth to try to appease everybody. Like, this is the Captain Marvel family, <laughs> yeah, this is the Shazam yeah. family. I go back and forth. I'm like, Just this is Shazam, going. this is Captain You're Marvel. You're scared. I'm telling you, no, there's because a, I'm going to play it both ways. There's legal issues that they and and also the idea they don't want to get things confused and things like that. It's it's understandable. They ended up fucking themselves back in the day, so that's where you lie. Number three, Eric. Why have the Green Lantern's rings gone dark? Isn't it Sinestro and the Yellow Lanterns, he says? The magic people did it to him? Yeah, it seems. Wasn't this already spoiled somewhere? He's saying it is. From the planet Xerox. Uh, Really, and it is kind of like a redo. You get that Xerox. A copy? (laughs) I couldn't think of it. (laughs) See, there's another thing. That's on the checklist of me being pissed. Why couldn't I? My dad fixed those damn machines. Why is it whenever some group wants to take down the Green Lanterns as a whole, they try to destroy their power? I don't know, because it seems like a good idea. I think that's like, hey, uh, how about we end up stopping, you know, I don't, what else would you do? Seriously. Yeah, I I would do that. Why not find a way to take control and harness their power? These motherfuckers have a yellow impurity anymore, so I can't even wear yellow to get by this. Yeah, he's saying, why don't they control it and harness their power either by possessing the Well, maybe they are, because we don't know enough about Teen Lantern or where that gauntlet came from, so I think somebody was trying to do that. Yeah, I I actually think that gauntlet is the thing that has led to all of this, and that was a slow burn almost like a secret agent right there to use Man. their power for your needs or tapping into their power source on Oa with something like a gauntlet that does not require great willpower overcoming fear to be oh, chosen like things. the GL rings. Now, the thing is, I haven't seen any spoilers about it being Sinestro or the Yellow Lanterns. I mean, I would think that it's not that because at the end, Kelly goes off half cocked and goes off to go take care of that. And I think she that don't even realize it's Sinestro is full cocked. Yeah, really, he is. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that it is that. I think there's something more of it. Uh, are all these United Planets that fear and or hate GLs just a red herring to hide the same old enemy, Sinestro, in plain sight? And it hasn't been really the United Planets or anything. I, I don't know. Maybe he hasn't read the last issue or whatnot. They pretty much spell out some of the usual suspects of the ones yeah. they think. Yeah, like five people on that and, list. Yeah, and it, it was more groups. of, you know, a bunch of different type of groups and things like that. Stuff? But we did seem to think from the beginning that it is something involving magic that was kind of pushed. But that might be a dupe as well. It might be, but it really does feel like it's on the nose, especially after, you know, that went down. We had that dude, I think it was on Planet Xerox. So it pretty much looked like a more Drew sitting on his throne. Like, yeah, really. Yeah, you're a sorcerer. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, look at you. Look at you, Orko. You have number four. What is the new Swamp Thing's mission? Uh, I can answer that for me. I don't care. Uh, I'd like to know it, though. That's That's kind of fine. Captain Planet had the same mission, I think. He says, who the fuck is the new Swamp Thing? Is he a plant scientist like Alec Holland? See, this is the thing. I don't know. He, he hasn't read the books. He's, he, the thing they? is, Levi, essentially, from what we know of Levi, he's his company's token Indian. Yeah, I, I don't get what he is. I don't know even his job. 
I know that his brother was up to no good. He had to go to, he was pretty much sort of like, hey, Levi, we had this thing going on in India. We want you to be the face over there. I'm like, yeah. yeah and by the yeah. way, when you, when you go there, also, you know, catch up with your dad who's dying and make sure your I think brother, your brother might do, be doing some weird don't, freaking. Don't let your brother do weird things back there in magic the, in the, the fucking swamps. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, keep your brother away from any wooded area. He seems to be not on the up and up. And then, by the way, get this hate bomb that's buried under. Oh, so we're going to make you into a swamp thing. Also, it's possible that your girlfriend might be a double agent, but we don't know, but we'll just play around. Have they explained how he was developed the powers of Swamp Thing? Nope. Nope. Because I stopped reading after issue three, waiting for them to get to the point or any point. Does he have control over the green? Seems Kinda. like that has not. Nah, Goes back and they, forth. In my mind, I think the green has more control over him. I don't I know. Mean, like, it know, seems like he is getting some kind of control, but it seems to go back and forth willy-nilly and has no real, like, well, you know. The, the problem is, is that the last issue with the hate bombs it didn't even feel like Levi at no. points. So, and then he was controlling some things, but it didn't. I mean, even when you end up having, you know, Constantine address him and things that like thing that, was like, written for Alec Holland and was done years ago and just thrown in, his, like you know, to fill up space here. I think it was like something for a annual or something that would have been like an anniversary issue or something like that. Uh, because I thought that was Poison Ivy's job. Now, not really. They haven't really fully played that out either are there two poison ivy personalities stuck in an unconscious pamela osley body constantly being tranquilized two. and harvested for drugs i think there's two and she's kind of out of that right now but we you have, have queen ivy and you have naive ivy yeah uh, yes yes princess ivy i say if that is the case and the new swamp thing can talk to poison ivy some green dream world I think his primary mission should be to find where she is and free her she's already free mine is to get with her. the loving Damn right. I mean, get them vines going, right, Eric? Them cool vines. That's the thing. I went to War of the Green. I didn't realize it's going to be like the War of the Roses. What? What? I was that your? I really what? Poison does Ivy anybody said, remember War of the Roses? Yeah, anymore? maybe. But Poison Ivy said that she actually does hope that his bite is worse than his bark. I think his <laughs> new mission isn't to drain the comic readers, especially longtime Swamp Thing fans, of their money. For a good-looking book, but a usually un, a usually solid writer who is going nowhere fast with a character who still has yet to be concretely defined. Now that the series is half over, and I think that at the end he just goes away anyway. So Bye, that's Levi. what it's going to be. See you, Levi. He's going to be now Buttonfly Levi. Eric will will forget about him, and somehow Rob Liefeld will make some money off it somehow All down right. the line. Number five: Who will protect the oceans? Aquaman. Whoever kills off humanity. I think we as humans are the problem. He's now he's he's Greta. <laughs> what are you talking? Are you talking Trash Island or something? Uh, seriously, totally. Yeah, and he says, uh, "Since Aquaman and Merrick kind of live among us and do fuck all nothing, we really got Jackson Hyde, baby. Ways. Yeah, that's why he's becoming and Andy. I don't think it will be them or anybody associated with them. Let's get this straight. Black man is a threat to author and his associates, not the oceans. Okay." Where is Orm in all of this? Poor Orm. I, I really like that he had that family. Is he right? back in jail now? Who knows? Try to I mean, we, we dealt with that thing before, and I don't it's remember. It's like trying this. to keep track of half my kids. Is he hanging out with Zebel? I'm trying to remember be. how that worked out. Nah, I don't know. Is he, he had, still with the like, city of Dagon? Remember the, the last thing we saw with Zebel was, was Jackson sneaking in there trying to cause well, trouble the with the Dagon? Black Mana and his grandfather Did all those AI. freaks turn against him? I, I think those freaks Don't just remember. died. I, I it kind of just ended. So he's nobody, out there about nobody wants to go to Dagon. 
I'll just tell you that. He's he's probably running I, from I that. Just, I want to go and retcon all that and just let him go back and like, I'm sorry, baby. I fucked up. Let's go and be, you know, Orm on the land. Orm and his son and those things. Next thing you know, he's like, hey, I'm, he's trying to get away from these Dagon freaks. They're yelling and screaming at him. Master, he doesn't know what to do. Where are you going? They're Not, chasing him as if are. he's the god darn Grateful Dead. Right? <laughs> They're going around, traveling around with him. He's Bunch like, of fish heads. Yeah. yeah, maybe the fish heads. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of either. I'm not a big jam band fan in my mind, right? Jam band is like the other idea of like, eh, we'll get high and go up there and play what the fuck we want and call it a jam. They're like, what is that? Like, I, I know all your songs. What that was that? Oh, that was a combination of six. Plus, I ended up, you know, taking a dump in the middle. All right. That was cool. I, I hope that I have a video of that one. Is he good or evil there? Doesn't he have a lady on dry land? That he is hanging out with. Not, Not anymore. No he told her, get out of town. I think, and also uh, told her, I'm going to come and kidnap your kid one day. Yeah, he did end up kind of saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with you, but that kid, I got plans for that kid. I think Volko came close to solving the problem in Jeff John's run by pitting Atlanteans against land lovers. Or lovers, Eric. Trying lovers. to get them to annihilate one another. That's what they keep doing. No, I mean, stop. you have that right now with the source. Right and hey, you give us the source. No, uh, looks like we're getting back to that again. Uh, you know. We have th- like the uh, what is it? The uh, throat of Atlantis going on in Action Comics again right yeah, now. That's what I'm saying like, with the source, with the yeah. totality deal of that, and we have no idea what's going on. But why has Red X infiltrated Teen Titans Academy? No that's, idea. I need an answer to all of this except question. for Red X. Yeah, who the f is Red X? Why is there a Teen Titans Academy? When trouble arrives, call the Justice League. Well, you have to train the future kids. That's what it's an academy. Where's if Generation Outlaw, Jim? If the problem is not too big, call Teen Titans. They're, they're probably hanging out with the Dagon freaks. I mean, really, they all hang together, right? If they are busy, pick some Teen Titan Academy members like you are picking teams for dodgeball and gym class and hope that they can work together. Now, as there's as J-Man's saying this, I don't know that he quite understands that the Titans and the Teen Titans are all in there as well, not just these new kids. So you right. call the one you're going to have to call them all. I ain't afraid of no ghosts there. Who is funding this academy? Billionaire say, Dick Grayson. I say it's Billionaire Dick Grayson. And I, I love the idea where in the middle of all this, we don't even know particulars, but in the middle, you end up going off to a room where Dick has like his calculator. He's got his abacus out. And he's like, I can't see how Bruce ended up keeping this money. He's broke. Are there scholarships for the less fortunate members? I, I, I don't even know is. how they grab the people. They saw that at one point there's applications and interviews, stuff like that. We were just told about it. We were just thrown in. I want to know why these people were chosen. Anything else involved with Man. it? We we're just kind of like, all right, first day of school. Everybody's here. Let's move along, but not actually show any yeah, school and it's as almost, well. Like, it's weird, too, because they play off the idea of like the new landscape of Infinite Frontier, but that's not right because you end up referencing the Teen Titans team from before, the Titans deal and all that. So it's kind of that mix and match that doesn't quite work out. And if you're going to try to enjoy the book, you can't even think about it because I don't think it's going to be explained. I don't know why you don't have Batman showing up and shutting the shit down and stuff like that, or at least looking into it or Batman, well, that's Superman. Involved. Well, he is, or is he? He seems more involved in what lady is going to go bang You know what's funny? Because I wanted to bring this up on the idea when we are doing um, the Nightwing book earlier. But when the Teen Titans were flying in and Oracle was directing them where to go, I just wanted to be a little bit of a, a back and forth, oh, a little spatter yeah. between Starfire and Barbara about It'd what she's funny. doing there. It'd be funny. It's like, okay, everybody, you can turn around. Dick doesn't need anything from you. And Starfire's like, he didn't say that last night. 
Oh my! I hit some jab somewhere. Yeah, and then Barbara's like, "Well, we're just friends," and then start. That's what he said last night. Oh yes. So there, Eric, take that. He hopes it isn't coming out of taxpayers' money. I I didn't like the idea. Big Bird Protocol down. I'm like, really? Where's Oscar the Grouch? Oh, I'm podcasting with him right now. It's Eric. Are all these questions really multiverse related or oh, no, are they Sesame just Street. questions trying to pique the interest? <laughs> all of a sudden, Commissioner Gordon's just Gordon. Where's Maria, Eric? Where are they? <laughs> ah, yes. Yes, it's bringing back all the good memories of being a kid when at one point I opened up my desk and somebody said like second grade, oh, what are you, Oscar the Grouch? I said, I'm Oscar who's going to kick your ass is what I am. And I got sad. I actually did get sad. I'm not one. We were talking about in between sections. Not one to take care of things, especially myself, as you will attest to. Uh, Are they just questions trying to pique the interest of DC readers for titles that are not doing very well? Now, if I go back to the Swamp Thing, amazingly, it's doing pretty well. That that is. Uh, You end up having Shazam that just started. Just like, yeah, that's not doing so great. Uh, the Oceans, we'll see, because that's coming out. Teen Titans Academy's doing okay. It actually, Swamp Thing's the one that actually is idea, selling like, the pretty The Oceans, well. yep, the Oceans are coming out. Well, I'm like, the Aquaman Oceans, I'm like, coming. yeah, I'm like, is it that? Is it the, the, uh, Aquaman getting water thrown at him? Zan? Doing uh, that deep target? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, these questions there. So keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. That is J-Men from Half Moon Bay. Thank you, J-Men. Thank you, J-Men. Thank you, Jim Werner, for that first punchline-esque. Email. And now we're going to go off to two more books. Finish up this whole podcast. Hey, guys, and welcome back to another segment of the Weird Science DC Digital Spotlight. I feel like I need to have music while that is going on. I feel like maybe we can have uh, who who does the music. I, I know I should know who does the music for Weird Science. I know Jim does majority, but I know that he does collaborations with people. And I feel like I need some sort of like intro music or anything. I'm not saying I'm anything special, but Jim, maybe you should work on that. Maybe we could do a collaboration. Maybe I need to learn how to use this dumb keyboard that I have in my room. Anyway, welcome to another segment of the Weird Science DC Digital Spotlight. Of course, I am your host, Fanboy Clay. And this week, we only have two really... Oh, one bad and one okay book. Uh, these are pure digital. These will not be in uh, the uh, same day print or whatever, like the Static Shock or the Mr. Miracle or the, uh, what was the other one? There was uh, Mr. Miracle, uh, Justice League, in, uh, Infinite. There's one more that's coming out. There's three of them that are coming out next week. So that'll be fun. You know, hopefully we can get like really good books at that point. I was really hopeful for Static Shock. So hopefully issue two uh, is still along those lines. Now, the books I am talking about, though, is Truth and Justice, number 20, and Legends of the Dark Knight, number 16. So not like last week, I'm actually going to read off the uh, credits here. Chapter 20, Truth and Justice, Zatanna in Dream a Little Dream, Part 2, is written by uh, Preeti Shabir. Uh, artist is Lalit Shar- Sharma. Colorist is Wendy Broom. Letterer is Janice Chiang. And, yeah. 
So this whole thing, so she, she, at the end of the last chapter, she was falling. Now she is just in front of this like hedge maze, uh, maze. She goes in, she can't find her way out. She's very confused. Then she bumps into somebody. Uh, that person is named, uh, Sonal. And she is also lost in the maze. During this time, Zatanna is like questioning her, questioning herself, questioning why she's even here. Uh, dialogue makes no sense. All of a sudden, there's a huge explosion for no reason. And there's like three different exits for the hedge mage. Um, I, I keep saying mage. It's maze. Anyway, they go through one and there's a whole bunch of booby traps there. Uh, all of a sudden, Sonal has like something of like super strength and she's questioning it. She's like, man, I'm like Superman. And Zatanna's like, why did you say that name? Almost like, uh, like Ben Affleck in, uh, in BVS. And Sonal's like, what do you mean? You know, he's a superhero. I kind of felt like a superhero. And she's like, wait, do you know me? How do you, how do you know Superman? And like, she's questioning how, why would she bring up Clark? She didn't bring up Clark. She brought up Superman, you know, the hero in the same universe that you are from. Like, I don't know why this is such a big, like amazing thing that she would bring up. But then there's like a trap door that Sonal falls in. But at the same time, it's as if Zatanna's falling in and then Sonal falls in. And it's supposed to resemble like they've done it before, but it's really weird. It's The panel progression is horrible along with the dialogue and along with the story, honestly. So Sonal is just like, sayonara, bye-bye. She's probably dead. And now Zatanna uh, meets up with this dude named Max. Just all of a sudden pops up out of nowhere. They find a little opening in the hedge. They walk towards it. And it looks like this like Greek esque building uh, or or monument, and they go and they're like, "Oh wow, this feels familiar." And she's like, "You know, it feels familiar to me too." And they bump into a Pegasus all of a sudden, and of course, Zatanna's magic is still not working. And Max like lifts up his arms, and then the freaking Pegasus just poofs out of existence. And so this pisses off Zatanna even more. How'd you do that? Why did you use magic? Why can't I use magic? What's going on? Again, so many things. Like there is no clear answer to what. Like this is the problem that I have with this book. In majority of any good writing, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to give teases, especially in this, because again. This is completely different. It's not like this Truth and Justice book is a Zatanna story. It's not like we've gotten to know this character throughout like 19 issues and then 20 and she's just in this dream. No, we're falling into this story almost quite literally. And there is nothing to really give grasp to. And I want to say that might be intentional, but it's horribly played out here. So... Max is like, oh, you want to know the truth about me? Well, uh, the truth is, you know what I'm looking for, Zatanna. And he just melts. And I guess turns into Dr. Destiny. And then it says, to be concluded. I have no flipping idea what just happened. But it happened. Uh, yeah, it says uh, issue 21 next week is going to be Zatanna must find a way to... Excuse me, defeat Dr. Destiny before she is trapped in his dream world forever. 
And if it sounds like I'm a little out of breath, I will be completely honest with you. This is during my lunch break uh, in the middle of the week. So I do apologize. Uh, I did tell Jim that I would try to do this early. So uh, here I am on on my lunch break, just putting in hopefully maybe about 15 minutes worth of a little segment for you guys. I know the last one was really long because I wanted to play catch up and I do apologize. But next issue, Legends of the Dark Knight number 16. This one is called Healing, story by uh, Yadoy Travis, art by Nina Vakuva, colors by Ivan Palencia, letters by Ariana Mayer. So this is a very generic, like, like Batman Begins, Why Do We Fall type of story. Now, you can make an argument that this story has been told countless times whether it was in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and now 2020s. I'm sure you can find at least one or two stories of the exact same thing happening across the array of Batman titles that we've all received in the last 80 years. That is quite possibly the only negative thing that I have about this story. Other than that, other than it being super generic for Batman, the art is great. The dialogue is emotional. The art impeccable. Um, and of course you may have your, your own thoughts about it, but just given the mood, the art is great. Um, we see, of course, Bruce having this moment, uh, while he was a child, a memory of him and his parents walking down crime alley, they get, you know, they start to get mugged and all of a sudden Batman jumps in and he saves them. Uh, Bruce wakes up and we find out that Scarecrow is the one that uh, basically uh, drugged him and is getting rid of the one memory that, uh, that is basically haunting his, he says here, uh, and so I thought you'd make a perfect guinea pig for a little pilot program of mine, a modified fear toxin activated by melatonin that allows me, or rather, to reach into your mind, pinpointing your darkest, most traumatic memory, and just throw it away. And of course, that memory is the death of his parents, which is the one thing that makes him Batman. So if you throw it away... Is there really any reason for him to be Batman? And Batman does get angry at this and he like throws him against the wall. And even Scarecrow notices he's like, I can tell that you no longer want to like hit me. This is just all a play. And in the inner dialogue, Bruce says like, he's right. I, I don't have like the strong urge, but I know that it's the right thing for me to do. And so he goes back to the cave, he talks to Bruce, or he talks to Alfred, sorry, Bruce talks to Alfred, and there's this back and forth of like, okay, well, is it necessarily to keep that trauma in you? And uh, he says, Alfred, it's the same, uh, well, Alfred says this, and I think it's very uh, generic, again, this story, but he says, uh, 
Batman says, well, hold on. He says, uh, Alfred says, far be it from me to question your motives, Master Bruce, but is it really necessary? Bruce says, I was the only one there, Alfred. I can't let my parents' legacy be carried by the man who ended it. And then Alfred says, it's the dwelling in one's pain. Uh, it's that dwelling in one's pain can serve to exasperate one's misery. And he says, Alfred, the same is true for pretending one's pain isn't there. However, I deal with it. Uh, it needs to be my choice. And so he kind of reverse engineers the toxin and he gets that memory back. And instead of killing the mugger in this one memory, he basically just stands there and he watches and then the smaller Bruce looks at Batman. He takes off the cow and they have this like moment. And it's really depressing. Like, don't get me wrong. It's really depressing. But for people who want to write the story, you really have to capture the moment. And I honestly think that I already forgot the writer of this story. Let me go back here. I genuinely think that uh, uh, Yadoi Travis really took the emotion of that moment and really, really made it their own. So I really, I really dug this. Uh, so <laughs> truth and justice, I didn't give a score, so I'll go ahead and give it now. Uh, definitely a fuck you five uh, for truth and justice. Number 20, this though, chapter 16 of wait, does it say, was it 16? Yes. Yeah, 16 of legends of the dark Knight. I would honestly have to get like the generic story is what gets it like a few points down. The art probably could have been better, but it was great for the tone. So I would easily give this an 8.5 out of 10. Um, but that is it for today. I still need to eat before I go back to work. So thank you guys again for listening to my segment. Um, of course, you can always find me on Twitter at fanboyclay. The link tree in my bio has all the links to all the other shows. If you want to have a conversation about these books as well, I'm always in the Slack chat. But because of the amount of shows that I have, because of the amount of reading I have, and because of the amount of work that I do, if you ever want to have a conversation with me, please just tag me. I always check my threads. I check my uh, my uh, mentions and all that stuff on Twitter and on Slack. So just make sure to tag me if you have any questions about these books. So. I will go ahead and give it back to Eric and Jim. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. You make me laugh. Looking for a star scream, or maybe a hubcap. How dare you? all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. That is just Eric Shea, who uh, in the side issue today saw Tim Seeley's He-Man today. collection and was throwing shade at first because he didn't see the whole I thing. I saw one picture and I was not impressive. Didn't realize there was two more. Chock full of He-Man goodness. Yeah, then you were like, the other two were the good stuff, right? Yeah. The first one, you're like, oh, here, here's an exact quote. What are you talking about? Here's, here's shade talking Eric before he saw it. Oh, Great. I could have bought everything from 2000 on as well. 
I'm like, oh, well, there you go. I, could, and I don't even think other. I said that. I was like, I could have bought some stupid stuff in the 2000s, yeah, too. Yeah, I think that's what it was. There you were. You were throwing shade, Eric. I like the shade throwing, Eric, shade. You know, that's where you, you, you didn't peel like it away. against you. You peel away the land. No, that's just the meanest, Eric, shade. They're <laughs> telling lies is what that is. I like when you, you get upset. And there were times during the podcast that, you know, people who were on the podcast and whatnot, you'd get upset about and you'd say stuff. And I still have a file of sound bites that if I really want to screw you, Eric, and show people the true nature of things, they'll be out, Eric. They'll be out. You'll hear it. Most of it's just about me as well anyway. So we've all heard that. But we're here to finish this whole thing off, this thing we call a podcast. We have two books left. And what are we starting with there? Ooh, the big new limited series coming yes. out there with one of my favorite characters of all time, Shazam, number one, written by Tim Sheridan with art by Clayton Henry, Marcelo Maiello, and Rob Lee. Billy Batten's magic word isn't working like it used to, Jim. Sometimes he becomes the world's mightiest mortal, sometimes he can't, and sometimes he just loses pieces of his powers while he's in super heroics mode. And ultimately, we're left with a down-and-out Billy who just wants his powers back, and that's fine enough story. But so much is going on in the background of him joining Teen Titans Academy, the state of Shazam family, that I wish we could, I wish that we would, <laughs> would have gotten more backstory before throwing us right into what we already know from the Teen Titans Academy series. Dynamite! Isn't that what he yells? Dynamite! And he becomes Shazam. Isn't that the Dynamite Kid? Maybe. It sounded like you said Billy Batten. No, no, I did say that. And I <laughs> as soon as I'm like, hope nobody realizes what I just said. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. So they realize that you did realize that oh, yeah. sometimes I'll let things go. And then I'm like, letting it go makes it seem like we just sat there. But yeah, you're fumbling and bumbling I, I, a little I like am I am. I'm hungover. Are you are you hung over or are you uh, hung on? I told you. I, came, I finally got in the house after 6 o'clock this morning, drinking and smoking all damn night. Jesus, what? Smoking like smoking? Like smoking that, cigarettes just, and cigars, oh, like I told you before. Oh, I thought maybe you were doing the Mary Janes, Eric. I don't know what you're up to. You were at the parties again. I, I no, no, I was hanging out in my buddy's uh, garage. Oh, oh, in the gra- you got a garage band, do you? Are, are you doing the, the gigs? You doing a little, you know, dance like kid and play? Is that what's happening? You ended up watching House Party this she past did. week. Love didn't House realize Party. that Jess never had watched it. So now she did. And she now like I gotta it? watch. Ha- yeah, she said she did at least. But now we gotta watch House Party too. And depending on how much you know a problem she has with that, we'll really see if she liked House Party or not. Yes, has she seen like Friday and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where you go from House Party. Uh, after house Party that. too. Well, I'm saying after you're done the House Party series, Eric, where would you go next? Maybe like uh, uh, CB4. You know, Maybe CB4. I, I was thinking more Pootie Tang, but that's just me. Because I like that's both of those growing up a lot. Yeah, that is true. But here we are with Shazam. It's four issues. Again, is it a crapshoot? Do they roll the dice, Eric? Oh, how do they come up with the idea of what the book needs in length? Well, that's right? the thing is, before we'd always have something be like a six or 12 issue, like mini or max, or whatever you want to call it. But the idea that we have this, I want to think that it's been so freaking, you know, pruned and it's so tight now that we have a freaking oh, you, lean, you mean story that, that doesn't have a lot of filler. Swamp thing. I, 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 I like see what the, I'd like the to other think, thing. All right? Crush, Crush and Lobo, eight issues. Only two right? issues. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was only. I thought that <laughs> it's eight. I, I think. thought it was six. No, I think it's eight. I, again, I don't know. I'm still waiting for those other issues of that Harley Quinn White Knight. I, I just still think they're coming out there. But yeah, this is a four issue deal, so you would think that you're getting right to it. That's kind of my point here, because when I read it, it's a weird deal. This issue felt like it read like an a info dump without the info. It read like something that should be really important and telling us a lot of things with me sitting there wondering 
what we did in this issue where you seem to be just setting up for other people like, hey, by the way, Billy's powers aren't working and he's in Teen Titans Academy. We're not getting much. The things that I think you want to see as well as I do, more of the family, more of the things like that. And it really feels off that Billy well, is that's one of the biggest things right now because keep going in the Teen Titans Academy when it's first started even I think a little bit maybe in a future state but the idea that Billy Bassett was a part of this thing and I'm like and even the way he's treated here people don't even know Shazam for the most part it seems like but this dude was in the freaking Justice League and now he's just you know hanging out with a bunch of schmoes in Teen Titans Academy he's losing his powers but nobody is treating him with the respect in my mind they should and on top of that because he feels off the thing that we've dealt with more than anything within the Shazam family since, you know, he was rebooted with the the whole family in the last 10 years is the idea of family. But when you have Mary calling up Billy and eventually just showing up because Freddie's sick, he's in the hospital, he's dying, and freaking Billy's all upset because, you know, if he had his powers back, if he could figure out why the powers are messed up, he could give the power back to him and he could be alive again. Sort of like the idea of, like, you know, when he was Captain Marvel Jr., he didn't have to walk on crutches and stuff like that. And he, like, you know, did it all the time because he didn't want to have to be, you know, handicapped like that. But now it's like, you know, this new kind of thing, like he's got some kind of disease, like, you know, and it's yeah, like the neurological, uh, the neurological disease calling the stuff. And that's it the seems thing to is, be what's causing all the problems with his, you know, and that's the thing is, and exactly stuff. before it used to be, he just got, you know, crippled a little bit by Captain Nazi. So, but now we have something that he has dealt with, you know, like, like, uh, mentally, not mentally, but like the idea is more of a Physically, physical thing. It's, it's, it's and, a, uh, you know, a disease type thing yeah, that he has. But like, this is even more hardcore, it seems like, but the family situation beyond that, like, okay, he's not going to see him because he feels guilty. He wants to do this, but. Where's Eugene? Where's Pedro? Where's Darla? You're not mentioning any of these people going to see Freddy. You're not mentioning them all. I'm like, did we retcon the other three Shazam family members out of nowhere? I don't know because we don't get mention of them. And also with this, and that's the thing. With all of this, I even said to you, I think the better play would have been with Shazam not having, you know, Billy can't do the power. It's wonky. Now, we have a lot of things that this could be based on just some of the continuity and stuff going on. One of the things that me and you kept saying for years now is the Olympian gods are kind of were out of play. They were gone. They were missing. Why isn't this affecting somebody who uses the power of Zeus, uses all these things? But with all that, you also have at this point the wizard Shazam, which they keep mentioning throughout this. I can't get a hold of him. Well, he's dead. Well, as that's the thing. Is, and then uh, he got brought back and that's Jeff Johns one, though, as well. And it was never really explained. So he was dead. He came back and now he's missing. And I don't understand. Well, I mean, that's the thing. He's part of the quintessence. He got he got. Oh, you're right. He is. He's dead. dead. That he's is why Billy Cuddy can think about that situation. Because yeah. even. Well, that was a slippery slope, too, because you had Jeff Johns. I know. Well, this is what I'm saying. All of this is You had Jeff Johns when he recreated the wizard and gave him a new look and stuff like that. But then when Scott Snyder's using the quintessence in the metal books, all of a sudden you have old freaking pale ass freaking, you know, like Merlin looking, you know, Shazam. So I'm like, you never even know what you're playing with that. But yeah, I didn't even think about the idea that on the Omega Earth, you know, he's dead with the rest of the people. But the problem is, you know, what are you playing with here? This is coming out, Infinite Frontier. We have to think that. Tim Sheridan is going to play with all these things. But with that and what they explain here, that the Rock of Attorney is not where it should be. It's actually in hell. It's in hell. You know, what's going on with Black what Adam? What's going on with Black Adam? Oh, he's fine. Yeah, because he is fine. Now, what the weird thing is, is this week you did have the whole Just League. Where's Black Adam? Where's Black Adam? He's missing. They, they couldn't find him. They, and whether or not this plays into it as well, maybe. And maybe that'll get better. But at, point, but at this point, maybe <laughs> at this point, though. 
like there's so many ideas that it could be and i don't want to start guessing because i've seen tim sheridan deal with this red x bullshit i i don't know how well connected especially by the end where i would have thought if the shazam family ends up not being able to connect to their power immediately I think they, they would think something's wrong with Billy. Billy is the one who goes through yeah. all of that and would try to find him thinking, like, we got to make sure he's okay. Not just, where's our power? Oh, my God, Freddie. Now, it would be, what is going on with Billy? We have to get off. Not just text him or try to call. They would go. Mary comes now in a last-ditch effort, but comes because of Freddie being sick. Nothing with the idea of, well, when our powers went out, we were afraid something happened to you. And it just feels like there's a disconnect between him and the family. And then Tim Sheridan seems to think that the only way he can get Billy to really get involved is, oh, Freddie's sick. But that's, that seems off to me. And with that, you do go through Teen Titans Academy a lot. There's some things well, I like better with- than others, but it just felt like a slog to get through this issue in my mind to continue on with the family and then like having no idea what the new status quo is even when mary does finally show up because billy's not answering his phone stuff like that and they want to talk about the situation she's like the same size as him where you know she seemed like to be the older sister in the new like you know revamp version from the new 52 on when before billy and mary were sister and brother and they were you know same age like this they were twins so it seems like the way since they're standing at the same height here it almost seemed like we reverted back to pre you know uh flashpoint situations because we're not mentioning the other kids and mary looks you know drastically different in my mind just because billy's just as tall yeah. as her and and she should have brought pedro darla eugene if they're involved if they're there so not having them and no mention and not even like hey wh- how are the rest you know How's Pedro? How's Eugene? How's Darla? Not being mentioned, it just seems like maybe Tim Sheridan is allowed to play with this with Infinite Frontier. But if you're going and opening up a timeline and opening up a thing, I wish that you'd have that family. I really like them. Now, with this all, you do find out that. But imagine that. Like, you're, like Fre- Freddie's in the hospital. Like, Mary's like, look, they've given him weeks, maybe days. And Billy's like, determined, like, all right, motherfuckers, I got to get down to hell. I got to get the Rock of Eternity back up to the, like, the center of the multiverse. And he's like, like, let's just say you do everything you need to do, even though you don't have any power and you have to go to hell and move the Rock of Eternity into the middle of the multiverse. But let's just say you actually go and do this. Is Freddie just going to, you know, say Shazam and stay that way forever? Because if he turns back, he's immediately dead. Well, with that, yeah, it's funny. It's almost like I know people nowadays hate injustice. But yeah. the idea of when they sliced up the Teen Titans and threw them into the Phantom Zone, that oh, if yeah. they come out, they will die. Maybe because there's the weird deal here. And that's what's weird. A lot of things that are being played at here that I kind of think in my head, the idea that you're talking about Billy, you know, becoming older. And it's even thrown out. And then we see, you know, when we go forward in future state, if we get to that or whatever. But the idea, I don't want to be the kid who forgets to be this and whatever. Well, you're getting older, whatever. Does Tim Sheridan think that everybody just like almost like it? this is going to streamline everything? Hey, we'll get the, the you know, nobody loves the M- Captain Marvel family. No, we all love it. Oh, I nobody do. likes Billy being young. Oh, we all love it. Like, it almost I don't seems like I'm like, so much, but yeah, the rest is fine. But still, it, it feels like the way this first issue goes is like Tim Sheridan setting up the idea of like, hey, everybody wants to get rid of that family, but also have Billy just older and always Shazam. That's not what we want. That you We're know, also you, doing something that I'm not a fan of that we've discussed before. Like different people, different people have different interpretations of Captain Marvel slash Shazam, whatever you want to call it, but. When he becomes Captain Marvel, that's his own persona. That's not Billy Bass. And the thing I like is Billy Bass is then transformed into an adult because even in this, he's like, 
I, I have a feeling that when I'm like when I'm him for longer, I forget what it's like to be That's Billy Bass, and I'm like it's you're this really weird doing deal. this weird disconnect, and I and don't like it. It's almost like like I said, the little tidbits of what it seems that he's going towards. Now, this may be to get to a point where we want. Oh my god, I hope it doesn't get there so that he can be applauded well, by not going, but. Like you just said with that, everything makes it seem like it's the worst version well, of it's, what it's, it I want. It seems like he's just trying to really set up like the idea of Billy Bassett and Shazam separating in future state and how you would do that, be two different people and stuff like that. But no, that, that's the fun of Shazam where he's a child who's an adult's body and given some of the greatest powers in the world and he has to act accordingly. That's the fun of it. You're taking away the fun of it. And And what's even funny in this, you have the idea that, you know, there is Shazam – He's part of the Teen Titans Academy. You end up having Billy there. Everybody thinks, why is this kid here? Why is this kid here? I I understand you want to keep secret identities or things, but you're just going to reveal it anyway. It's kind of silly when you do that. But I was thinking of the idea where what happened if one of these kids just decides later to go bad? These are the future heroes. I'm just saying these are, but you know everybody. So all of a sudden you have the next wave of all these heroes. There's somebody who knows everybody. Yeah, really. So you, you end up, with all this and that's even the play where they're fighting camo and you know it's kind of it's classic it's kind of fun enough and you, end up you know what billy it's not fun out. it's, it's not, not that fun, fun because the thing I is know. you have the the, the the classic titans there fighting camo camo i'm telling you he's a pushover even though they say how hard he is you know shazam's just going to come in here he's going to pick him up he's going to fly him. oh no I've, i lost the power of flight and everything like this he starts falling and his strength starts leaving him. And then because, oh, we have to get rid of it now. Raven just opens up a gateway and Kemo goes through. Oh, the fight's over. And like, it's funny. Bitch, why didn't you do yeah. that to begin with? Yeah, really. And with that, you're only Property doing damage, this. At the and the only reason that you have him being kind of a heavy hitter at the beginning is so that you can have Billy swoop in as Shazam. I'll take care of this like I always do. And oh, no. And even that panel where he ends up supposedly seeing the rock of eternity blow up is spelled out i didn't even know what was happening i really had no idea what was going on in that panel until it was explained later and uh yeah she just opens up a portal and there goes thank you poor, raven poor camo what are you doing this whole time poor camo's now in the middle of idaho no he's uh, in hell it's know, fine yeah that's fine he's just he's over hell. there blub <laughs> yeah really camo um but yeah so this just again it, it keeps pushing the idea of you know the powers wonky and whatnot but it's just weird. this should be the, a bigger deal goes. for yeah. how it is because we have somebody who's connected to all of these demigods and gods, this magical being who's connected to the like the middle of the multiverse with the rock of eternity. And you have the situation where he's just like, oh, don't worry, champ, go back to class. We'll try to figure some stuff out later, maybe. Yeah. And with that, remember what you just he's the, said. He's the champion. He is a, not only that, but he's, almost, mortal. he's always he's also in this instance, like a divining rod to find out like there's some bad shit happening. They're not going that far. They're just worried about Billy. Oh, my God. Billy doesn't have his powers. Nobody's sitting there. Well. What does this mean about the wizard Shazam? What does this mean about the Rock of Eternity in Hell? Ooh, that's tough. Like, this is big, big shit going down. And they're just kind of like, ah, Billy doesn't have his powers. We're going to figure it out and whatnot. Billy's got a chip up, on his shoulder about it, too. Yeah, he ends up eavesdropping and hearing this. He ended up having John Kent come swooping in to, to save Billy because he ended up going off as Shazam to stop a falling LexCorp uh, satellite. satellite. Yeah. And this is what reveals to everybody. Oh, my God, that Billy Batson was Shazam. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Really played off small. And then you know what's you weird, up- though? It's even the idea when, like, you know, Shazam goes to save the day. His powers get wonky. Superboy has to come, you know, John Kent. He's like, it's okay now, kid. 
kid, you're younger than me. And then not anymore. I'm like, what a weird back and forth. Not anymore. And what, like, you know, how well does Billy Bassett know John Kent? Yeah, it's very odd. It is actually not, yeah, not anymore. I think he meant not anymore just because he was an adult Shazam and now turned into Billy. But still, it was odd. Okay, then, that, that makes more sense, I, I guess, because I'm sitting is. there. I'm like, but it, it because it's a weird jump because he did jump like, at yeah. age. It's like, not <laughs> now, really. Like, like you said, it, it did come up weird. Um, but yeah, everybody's, oh my God. He's and again, he's, he would be younger than Billy. I mean, like he would, like Billy would be younger than John Kent now. Yeah, so he it would still be. works. Yeah. Yeah. So you end up where, you know, Dane's involved and you have, you know, a little tidbit deal, but you have Mary come finally like, Hey, what's going on? And I think that you're supposed to get the feels with the, you know, Billy keeps yelling Shazam, keeps yelling Shazam. And, but it's not played off well. Nothing in this. Well, because I think the pacing that is chip off. chip on his shoulder makes him come off as a little bit of a not, jerk. Yeah, he's not very likable. He has pretty much ditched his family, which that doesn't make you likable. So when he's yelling Shazam, 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 this could be like a real feels moment where even Mary says this and leaves. And then he's just sitting there saying, you know, Shazam, Shazam. Uh, but it's nothing because, like you said, he kind of feels like a jerk. The well, idea even- that it's setting up that he has to go to hell it with wonky powers is so ridiculous at this point. But I want to mention just one thing really quick. You keep saying, and they do say, the Rock of Attorney has to be returned to the center of the multiverse. And I mentioned to you that the center of the multiverse has shifted. Yes. It's not on our, whatever the deal will be, it has shifted. So I do think that's one of the things at play, that it ends up sinking into hell and it does have to be returned to the well, new that's one of those center. Things, but when you we'll talk see. about the Rock of Eternity, though, it's right there and around that's the sphere of the gods. Yeah, like, yeah. The sphere of the gods messed up too. Because that's of what this? I'm saying, because Wonder Woman's kind of putting the gather. Maybe you're playing with all this, but I can't be that positive that you know tim sheridan is i i can't and also say don't that like i'm saying there's things to like about it especially if you're a shazam fan and you haven't got a lot it's of a very shazam wordy lately. show i'll tell you a lot of dialogue it's very this, colorful it gets, and you want to see stuff going on but even when billy starts you know uh kind of bullying miguel to use his h dial because like hey it doesn't really work for people who have powers i'm like i don't know about all that but it's a weird thing but just let it go, Billy. Just, you know, like the idea of him giving the H down to someone like you, he doesn't know I don't you. Know. I actually thought that the idea that we have seen multiple characters using the H down at one point, I thought yeah. that might be some fun with Miguel and him going off to try to do something, even if it was like a couple panels where then Billy realizes, yeah, this isn't going to work. It might have been kind of fun. All of a sudden, he's the fat flash. He's like, I ain't getting the hell like this. It's so disappointing, though, because while you want a Shazam family book, and because it is a Shazam book, you want to deal with the characters that you know are in a Shazam book, this is a Teen Titans spinoff book, a side quest to the whole thing, because even when Billy's going to go off to hell to get all of this stuff done, whether it makes sense for him to do this without powers or not, we do get a thing where Miguel and Dane are going to go with them from Teen Titans Academy, and I'm like, I'd rather have the other Shazam family members, but Dane and Miguel, that's what you got going on, Billy, on his quest into hell, and I'm like, and that's, that's just a bad idea. Just, it let is. the Titans deal with this. Let Dr. Fate deal with this, Billy. And and with that, Billy ends up saying, you know, I kind of think I heard at one point Wonder Woman saying that there was an entrance to hell at Themyscira, so I'm going to go there. And what, then Dane's like, doing? well, why don't I just open up a portal? I'm not going to go. And with that, like you said, why isn't this a Shazam family trying to figure out what's wrong with all of them? This is a thing that is affecting the family as well. But it seems like Tim Sheridan does not want to get involved. It has to push the Teen Titans Academy. I don't read this thinking I have to read the Teen Titans Academy because with this, I understand there's a purpose to this. Four issues to see if we can figure out why Billy doesn't have the power of Shazam. 
It's not fun, though. No, and it, it it's, should be. It's a slog. And at the end of this, it didn't really have anything in this first issue. We will be reading all four. We'll be talking about it on and the I podcast. I they get better because I love Shazam. if this was just me and I picked this up and read this, I know for a fact that I would say to myself, I'll just have somebody tell me. There'll be a news article that tells me when he gets it back. I want to see him back. I want to see the family have it back. I'll wait till then. I don't think I'd be reading this anymore. I don't think that I would continue going with this. Now, if you ended up reading it and saying, oh, my I God, would. it got better, yeah. then I would go. But right because now. Because I am a fan no matter it's what. The if same we're doing with stuff, Red I would be reading. It's Teen Titans Academy, where at this point I would say, I'm just going to not read this <laughs> until they announce who Red X is. I'll find out who it is. And if it sounds exciting, I'll go back to it. It's nothing that would keep me going. I think Tim Sheridan writes a very, very boring script to anything that he does. This has so much dialogue in it, but everybody is just kind of beating around the bush, Tom, whatever. And then they're going to go to hell. And it just, there's nothing really for me here. The you don't okay. feel the gravitas of the situation no. that's going on here. It always no. just kind of feels downplayed. Again, and it's weird. Like, here's the thing. Seriously. It's like and, saying gravitas. And, you know, I, I like it too. I think that the gravitas here, I just, I, I don't have any reason to say it. I just wanted to say it like you are. But gravitas. This, this is, like you said, a spinoff from the Teen Titans Academy book, right? This would be like Seinfeld being the spinoff for, from a Kramer show. No, the, the idea that Shazam has lost his powers is humongous. It's huge. This should be its own thing. I don't need it to feel like a spinoff to a book that not everybody's loving well, anyway. Well, even that, because a lot of the stuff that we got out of this, you already knew from the Teen Titans Academy book. Yeah, so I think that the idea, Billy, like, have this be a Shazam book that Shazam is going off. Black Adam shows up. They go off. Don't even give me this nonsense with the Teen Titans Academy. This is way bigger than anything happening in the Teen Titans Academy right now. This is huge. This has multiversal, you know, importance, especially with the Rock of Eternity being in hell. The idea that the wizard can't be contacted because he seems to be dead. This is humongous. Also, the whole thing with the idea of this thing, it's, it's like it's really just pointing the future state. I'm like, I don't want to go that yeah, way. Yeah, I don't want that either. So, <laughs> yeah, like I Neuron, think that Raven, and the Unkindness, the, end, I mean, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah. Get rid of this nonsense. Billy goes off. Have him go to... Talk to Dr. Fate, not just eavesdropping. These are big enough things for Billy to do. Also, it is Billy slash Shazam, and they're, they're treating him kind of like a simpleton. And they don't want him to hit, like, no. Hey, champ. He's, he's Shazam, <laughs> for crying out loud. Look at, look at the idea that Beast Boy's just sitting there and he's allowed to sit at that table and Shazam has to eavesdrop in. Bull crap. But, and again, like that Teen Titans yearbook and how cool it was. Dr. Fate saves the day all the time. Him showing up with Stitch, I'm like, okay, you've elevated this book because Dr. Fate's here. Dr. Fate's in here telling everybody, I'm like, you are the coolest Dr. Fate. I don't understand why Kent Nelson's here because it really does feel like Kent Nelson, but he's here and he's badass. Yeah, I would think that, though, Kent Nelson and Dr. Fate would go right to Shazam. And I, I don't need him talking behind closed doors so that – Billy doesn't hear. I don't know why he's not helping Khalid out with his helmet if this, you know, know. what's going on right well, now. With that, get Khalid, get Khalid Shazam, you know, get a bunch of, and, and them go off. And that's kick ass. I would sure love is. that, right? Get get almost like a, get Blue Devil. A, a magical Teen Titans, right? Blue <laughs> Devil, Captain Adam. I don't know. All of these characters that should be around. But yeah, get like a, a Justice League magic going and they have to figure because Dr. Justice Fate would League be there. magic yes just you, know, you end up having dr fig so, where this, so dark this is huge well, i don't want it dark because we have that it's just gonna be these right you're gonna have shazam you're gonna have dr fate 
Khalid. Well, Etrigan. I don't know who. Eh, he's not young enough. Boy, baby Etrigan. Somehow. Oh, you're looking for a young bit. Yeah, like, oh, that's, what, that's what Dane's doing right now because Dane's magical as I well. I don't care about Dane. I want more of these others, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Satana Jr. You didn't well, know. You had, uh, you had her cousin at the one point in the Teen Titans. That is up. true. And, and you didn't realize this, but there is a Beast Boy Jr. That was because John Grayson ended up nailing Beast Boy's mother. And so you got that. I Why mean, does everybody, he have Beast powers? That doesn't because make sense. He ended up going into that jungle, got bit by that green monkey, Eric. You, you got to stay away from wow. that thing, right? It just was coincidence. Actually, what happened is well? That's ridiculous. The, the monkey actually was then a pet from tony zuko and when he ended up leaving he left it on the bed like a teddy bear and then it bit him i, I just imagine he got bit by gleek might have been gleek gleek's pissed he's like i don't have anything to do i'm gonna go around biting people Can't wouldn't that be awesome if gleek, if gleek ended up being the monkey that ended up, well, that'd gleek's be purple. awesome yeah but that's just a different version eric there, there's a lot that's the skittle version of the magic the rainbow monkeys, monkeys. Right? The, the monkeys there uh but yeah i just yeah, I have more fun talking about it than actually reading it. It was a bit of a slog. It wasn't fun. Billy is a sad sack like he was in Future State. One of the reasons why those books were a little down with me as well, because you were seeing the worst well, of when the When he Shazam. wasn't a sad sack, he was a psychopath. Yeah, well, that you're seeing all the worst of the things, and this is kind of just setting that up. And I, it's pretty much, again, book we're not talking about tonight at a last second decision, executive decision. It's like seeing Supergirl being pissed off because she was pissed off in Future State. I, I don't need to be reminded of that in books now. So with all of that, what are you giving this? I ended up giving a 6.3 out of 10 because I really do enjoy the art in this. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt with a little bit here because it's setting up the story. It could go to better places overall. And I just don't think it was the strongest first issue for what I want out of a Shazam book. But, you know, Billy Batson going to hell with some other kids. It could be like, you know, stand by me for Teen Titans Academy. It could be okay. Goonies, no, maybe? No, I'm stand by right? me because I want to go see a dead it's body. It's our time down here in hell, Hill yell. He'll yell it out. But right? it's not that a good, I, I just need to know Edge what's happening on, happening Ruth with these characters, there. though. Baby Ruth Eric is eating it. He's there. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, the whole thing about it is at the end, whether or not we're going to get more info or whatnot, just at the end, I just, I had this like down feeling about like, I, I thought this would be fun. This, this is Shazam. It's supposed to be fun. I know that he doesn't have his powers, but try to make him a little likable here i mean he is just you know a real downer so i'm going six five though a little bit above you i do really do like the art uh, for the most part there's some faces billy's face looks off sometimes but it's okay it's got the colors eric and you got the titans doing things like that but we're gonna go to the last book of the night eric it is catwoman and i know that you love that there catwoman catwoman 33 that's larry bird's number Written by Ram V, art by Fernando Blanco, Jordi Belair. What I said was already my colorist of the year, though you see that in this, Jordi has to be a little more subtle with the colors. The thing little, is, a little bit I of love a, Jordi Belair's colors on Superman and Authority. I don't see it here. Well, I'm saying the idea is I think that they don't let her. This has to be a drab palette. Guess what going on. Tom Napolitano. Fear State is right around the corner. And with that, Ram V has to get things moving. A lot happens in this issue, and everything feels a tad bit rushed to get in. If only Ram V had, I don't know, a regular issue and an annual to set some of this stuff up instead of telling us everything we know about Selena Kyle and the connection Father Valley has with St. Dumas. I don't know. That's just me. And, well, I like the stuff going on in this issue enough, and we get Batman. 
uh, uh, which is good since there isn't much going on around with him these days. Eric, we don't get a lot Maybe of Batman. Maybe it's just Batman now, of the mind. You know, it's, he's not really there. It would be funny if it ends up being Father Valley. <laughs> it's him. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, this, this issue. It feels like one of those, like a rush to get some. Oh yeah, we have to rush in. to the ending right now because things are happening in Fear State. Yeah, and with that, again, we had and you even said the idea of using a annual, you know, for setting up story and doing things and set because some of the things with this, like the idea that this mysterious stranger ends up being Basil Carlo. Clay Which is Bezu, so weird then, because he feels so far removed yeah, at this point. I know. Like I haven't well, even thought about this just, fucking guy. Boom. Well, this happens. I mean. Really? Did you sit there and go, oh, my, I love that Pitt Rollins. You've seen her all the time. Like, out of nowhere, she gets thrown in. So we remember her. Did you say that? I didn't even say the name Pitt. In this. They just said Rollins. I'm like, yeah, who's that? Pitt Rollins just shows up, right? And, and with that, though, you end up having Clayface like, hey, by the way. Basil. I got a lot of these villains here that want a second chance, huh? And then you just move on. Uh, and there's some cool connections with this and all that. But. Overall, it, I want to know. Is, I want to know about poison ivy. Yeah, and yeah, I want to. And and even the idea where, and I saw some reviewers say, he, Ram V has spent over a year and a half setting up these riots of these protesters. I'm like, really? Because I just saw them show up a couple issues ago, and now all of a sudden, What's they're the, the reason. <laughs> they're the reason why Nakano is sending in the magistrate as a way of saying, okay, you guys settle down your stuff, and we'll get out of here. But then Selena goes off to Pitt Rollins to try to, you know, Underground Railroad their ass out. No, you just have to go home. I know that there is. But even just this whole deal, it just doesn't fit to me. The well, idea even of the, the idea that you had Clayface, he's like, you're tipping off Selena, giving her information, stuff she needs along the way. But now it's like, all right, I'm Clayface. And I brought Killer Croc, Knockout, Firefly, and Cheshire because they deserve a second chance. So I'm like, well, maybe Croc and Knockout. I don't know about Firefly and Cheshire, though. And the only reason that Cheshire is here is so she can see freaking shoes wearing the Cheshire cat mask at some point in time. But it's so forced. Yeah, like, shoes is pretty much her daughter. Leanne, yeah. Leanne. So if you didn't know, that's the only reason. She is a downright psychopathic killer. Who in this kind of continuity killed me and Eric twice? She did. I think. Green Arrow. Yeah, in Green Arrow. So I have a little bit of a you know chip on my shoulder for her. But Croc, I like that he's had a progression. But if he gets hungry, there's some kids in big trouble. And Firefly's just gonna set the whole damn place what? on fire. I mean, I know right. I, he is not a redeemable no. character. He's a bad guy. But even like even if you go to the future state, the idea that he's burning things and they have to get Harley Quinn <laughs> to take down freaking yeah. you know, But like when when Clayface gives us the big reveal, like oh my god, who's our mystery man? It's three panels where he puts his hat down and then takes his hat off, his face bubbles, and then he's handsome. I'm like, what did that do? No, and with that, why why, why did he do that? I, I don't I get don't it. Know. And, and the thing is, too, is there's Ram V. Oh, my God, Clayface. Clayface ended up disappearing. He ended up leaving town after he you know, pretty much got killed. Then he wasn't killed, leaves a note. He goes off, and then he's just here. And what is the progression and what is the coolness of that, of just, oh, that was Clayface before? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. We don't get a why. I would have liked maybe the annual or something like that, maybe getting a little idea of Clayface being back, sensing that a Selena without Batman might be the Doctor October. And then going, yeah. And all these things. Oh, and even then, when we say that, I'm like, with that, like, cast of, you know, people who deserve second chances that, you know, Basil's carrying around with him, like, 
Please tell me what Knockout's been up to. Is the Scandal Savage and her still together? Are there things going on like the Secret Six? I don't All think people other, even I, remember. I need to know what Knockout's been up to in order for her to have a second chance here with Basil's crew. Cheshire makes sense because of shoes no, no. being Leanne. But it, it, it doesn't make sense, to make sense. But at least there's a connection in the yes. book, I'm saying. There's something that they're doing, and this is the way but they're again, doing it. But again, this is their little deal. If Batman is saving her at the end, what the hell is he going to think of this? He goes in and these like firefly, like please. Plus, Riddler is running the whole damn place. And with the start of it, you he's know, clean Selena, now. It's fine. Selena has been out. It's still the Riddler. Yeah, and, he's, you know, he was yeah, a good guy up, before Flashpoint. Yeah, you know, before Flashpoint, but he's been doing a lot of crazy shit since. And, but and, you and end up with all this stuff right. with that. You have uh, this all down and out. Plus, was part of the reason why you even had you know the poison ivy and the tubes and stuff. But you end up where. You know, Selena's like, this is the worst time that this magistrate stuff can happen. I don't know when the best time is, but she ends up saying, oh, Leo's hurt. Oh, my, my. And you go, and hey, why aren't we meeting at the nest? The strays are calling her into this new headquarters. And I love the idea. They're like, no, no, the nest is pretty much a target. So we left Maggie there and came over here. I'm like, why is yeah, Maggie at this new place? Sister. I mean, why is Maggie fine, at right? this new place? It's still a target. You said that. It's going to get blown out. Uh, and she just like, all right, and goes in. And then it basically is like, I mean, how long has she been gone? I swear to God, she only was, you know, running around for two days. And all of a sudden in the background. Spent a lot of time in that hospital hanging out with Leo. I guess. But he, it, it says that that just happened. Yep. Yeah. So what's going on? So she gets, she's gone for a hot minute. She comes in. They have built a fortress with all the tech. Basil, not revealing he's Basil yet, is like, oh, yeah, we stole some stuff from the docks. We thought you'd be fine with that. Whatever. You end up there. You know, Edward Nigma's talking about himself in the third person. And then Selena ends up getting mad at Basil. It's like, I'll tell you right now, you better not be making an army from these kids. At one point, I swear to God, you have three-year-olds walking monitors around. I'm like, it's worse than you think, Selena. It's Plus, fine. You got, They're the Lost Boys. You got villains. That are just there I think this is how the Fuck like, Clan got started The Teenage Mutant uh, yeah. Ninja Turtles movie All you have to do is swipe open a barn door And there are some of the worst villains there I'm surprised Zaz isn't and it's, there it's, it's so funny too when they say that Because the thing is like You are inside their new like location right now For whatever reason it really almost seemed to me like You know that Clayface is opening up a, Like a, cr- a wooden crate that they're just locked inside I just thought right it was there. a poor barn door because uh, and even that you see that like why put them in a place where it's the only place in here that looks like it has the most evil looking the Amityville horror window there. I mean, it, it, what's going on? And they're just sitting on Get crates. Out. I like the idea. Crocs just sit standing. Now, what have they been doing? Firefly, you know what he's been doing? Thinking about when he's going to set this whole place on fire. That's all he's thinking. He's watching what? the news, watching Heatwave have all his fun. Seriously. Plus, with that. You also have in the news right now that there's been a big explosion and half of alley towns on fire. And yeah, I, I mean, you he, think that's he, why he's here? Like, guys, I did not do this. I deserve <laughs> I a second you, chance. I, I didn't blow the shit up. I would be into this. Like, really, where like, were Mr. Earth is rocking around the rocket launcher. This is blowing up over here because of Father Valley and Fireflies. Like, well, I've been clean for a while. Haven't even touched a lighter. Yeah, yeah, clearly he's like, you know, heat wave. On the other hand, be funny. They're like, oh, let, let, let's open this other barn door. We, we got dark side. Fucking Zaz. I mean, everybody. We're all here. What a weird team. Psycho pirate. (laughs) Whatever. Black man. They're all here. Uh, But this is all just thrown at you. Uh, I mean, it really is where you end up getting Basil 
who says pretty much, let me show you what's behind door number three. And opens it up. choose door number three. You've won Croc, Knockout, Firefly, and Cheshire. And then pretty much says, they want a second chance. And then I imagine locking the door up again. We'll see you later. We go to Hadley, who he's pissed. He's he's at his desk. He's a desk jockey. How dare you assign me to desk work when I just started here three days ago? <laughs> he's like, I wish I Let never me tell left you how the city works, Riggs. I want Riggs to say, me too. I don't even know how you have a job here. You showed up following Selena. Then suddenly Selena becomes your CI, and now <laughs> you're trying to protect her. But suddenly became a detective here. I need to see the paperwork. And he's like, listen, Riggs, you're the crazy one. And he's just yelling. They're yelling back and forth. Well, I need to protect Selena. That's why you have to be on the desk. Well, I'm not going to be on the desk. You're a loose cannon. This guy comes in. Yeah. By the way, guys, I just got this photo of this explosion from the magistrate drones. And uh, yeah, it looks like even though the photo I see is just completely just a blast effect. There's this black and white deal of I think that right this in guy, front of him. I think this is either Trent Reznor, the lead singer of Ministry, or maybe just maybe Father Valley, who you gave me a tip, but it was the German name for Valley. Dude, I'm it's like, so really? funny. Hey, remember the heads up you gave us about Carl Sankey, the guy your FBI contact tipped you off about? Well, guess get this: Sankey is German for Valley, and I'm sitting there. I was waiting for the dun 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 music. I'm like, nobody cares about what fucking Valley is for german but that's the best part of this whoever this guy is i don't think that they actually name him he should be batman this is the greatest detective ever he gets a picture of an explosion somehow is able to make out the black and and white deal of it of father valley another angle he got the tip he he turned it up say it's on the other side he ends up there being able to remember that he got a tip about a father Sankey, a Carl Sankey that ends up being Sankey's Valley and German, German, which then he looks into. That's the hitman. He's here. This is really seriously. This is as bad as sea means the ocean means sea Catwoman. Let's go. This is Batman 66 shit. That Let's makes no sense. And then out of that, you end up having Hadley. Oh, shit. I heard before that there was some guy with Penguin. I get it now. Penguin has hired Father Valley to come to and kill, kill Catwoman. Cat, I gotta obviously. go. World's yeah, greatest so, detective, everybody. Three panels. I mean, really, all of these guys, they can't be at the desk. Get them out and solve. I mean, really, we have problems with all those questions Dr. Bones is asking. Get these assholes I just the love case. this duo here. It's like, Hadley, you're supposed to be a chain to your desk. The Penguin hired Carl Valley to kill the Catwoman rigs. Damn it, Hadley. <laughs> just think about what you're doing. Just the chief can write me up later. I have to warn her. I'm like, she doesn't like you, Hadley. No. And 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 you're not I, – I don't know how you're working. Man. I don't like you either. Also, you're going to be fired. Uh, but who cares? Good. Who really cares? Go back to Villa Hermosa. He just sits there. It's just like in Villa Hermosa. He just, pop, he just pops up to yell shit and go off. Seriously. At one point, he was trying to seek out, you know, the Creoles when they were driving around in a limo with Creole on it. He couldn't figure it out. But there you go. Then you end up oh, in detective. one of the coolest deals, though. I do like this. And remember back in the day when you did have Tom King, and I think it was like Batman 23 or whatever, and you had Swamp Thing in the Batmobile. And it looked, but I like Croc driving. Look at that asshole driving. He can barely fit in there. Look at these elbows. He's How throwing did, elbows like he's Charles Barkley. You're talking there. about that. I was not worried about Croc driving a car. I was worried about when they got to their destination and all of a sudden Clayface and Croc blew up. <laughs> 
Well, they end up, they end up getting oh, there. They're fine. They're they're driving though, and it's like, oh man. And I I do like the idea that Selena's like, I'm hanging out with these assholes, you know, the bad news bears here, and they they end up going, of course, to go visit Pitt Rollins. Oh, Pitt Rollins. You mean Pitt Rollins, Steve. I'm hanging here with my running crew, Basil and Whalen. <laughs> remember the idea, though, that would be a cool combo there. But the idea, you're queen of the alley towns. Because, all right, Pitt, this is what's going to happen. And even the narration of Selena to me is so laughable about what, like, she's going to talk to me, but I know what she's going to say. It's going to be bad. And she's like, hey, anybody gets near you gets real screwed up. And you better watch it. Somebody's going to get hurt. Like, I like somebody's going to pay for your poor choices. Leo is right now in, in the, the hospital. Everybody's it was, paying. It was me. It was me. So then all of a sudden, and it is like almost like the greatest hits of we better get this shit going because then all of a sudden there's a huge explosion. And that's what, what when did Father Valley become a firebug? I don't know where this is the second one. And he ends up blowing this up. They blow up, but yet don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fine. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this I mean, whole thing. They are thing disintegrated. When, like, I'm telling you, Selena is blown away from the explosion, but Killer Karaki and Clayface, they're right in there. I'm like, they look like they're on fire and about to fall apart. But Seriously. Like, you go down, obviously, Clayface the whole thing. Clayface looks like he is ripped apart. Like, here. Clayface can come back together. I don't know why this doesn't cook the clay and have a problem, but Karaki's got the scales as well. He can usually take a bullet. This protects him and stuff like that. We even saw before when he was, like, you know, burned terribly by that red Man. dragon. So it's he can. It's still ridiculous. It is ridiculous, though. She gets thrown. And then she looks up, and there's there's Trent Reznor coming through the flames, spouting his nonsense. Spouting his nonsense there. He's probably like, "Do you then know? Then you shall know that desolation is near." I'm gonna like, go. Luke twenty one twenty. I'm like, stop it, just stop it, and go away. I'm gonna go through the Sankey of death here. Oh, I meant Valley. And then they just start fighting. He pulls out. He's like, "That's a knife." Stab, stab. <laughs> Seriously, he pulls out this knife. Smiles, and you you just get Catwoman back and forth. Previously I, beat Talia Al Ghul in sword fighting. Here she gets stabbed by Father Valley after Father a few punches Valen. are thrown. Yeah, gets her stabs. Well, there goes that stab slices, and then it's a more says, human Selena. And Kyle. then just like classic, like ah, uh, it's pride that is your sin, and now it's running through your veins, and I will let you have the sin. And then slices her again, and says, "I thought that this would be better." Thought it'd be more tough and goodbye, Catwoman. And you end up having Basil run in and save Selena, who then runs in and jumps into the dirty water. Well, that's the thing. Is, that's funny because you have the police, the police showing up in helicopter. Like, you know, uh, Killer Croc's like, Basil, we need to get the hell out of here now. And Basil's there trying to help out. Father Valley pulls out a grenade, shoves it in Basil, <laughs> blows up again. That's hilarious. And then uh, Selena jumps into the harbor. With that, too, I don't know. It doesn't seem like, you know, Father Valley would have been able to get away that quickly, but he kind of vaults off of basil there's the blast and i don't know croc wherever the hell and he i just imagine uh, now the cops will pick up father valley right yeah <laughs> no and he'll just uh, i i'm telling you a lot of people are like man it's gonna be cool to see what he does in, in fierce day i don't think he's involved i, I, hope I don't not. i don't even know if he's gonna be back i don't need him I, spouting off his bible verses acting like this is character oh, I, development I, I actually seriously if i could take over i would have him doing it would be the indiana jones It'd be the guy twirling the fucking swords around. He would start with these stupid things and then somebody would pull out a gun and shoot him right between the eyes. Done. And, and done. And so then the say, and I do mean done. St. Dumas. Get out of here. Sankey. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I hate when we have the Sankeys and the mountains. I don't know, Eric. You're but telling you me up- that I'm gonna go have a salad with some Sankey or hidden Sankey oh, Ranch. Hidden Sankey. 
are you? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, <laughs> Sel- Selena, she, I mean, really, when you're bleeding out and can't really function, you always jump in the water. I know, I know. I guess she's trying to kill herself. I don't know. She jumps she's in the water. She's trying to get away from my father. Get Valley. away. She got to the edge and he was fighting Basil. Stop a minute and go around one of these containers or something. She ends up, she is going to die. She's not trying to swim. She's sinking fast and then ends up thinking, nobody's here to save me anymore. And there's the Batman. Why did Batman and I decide not to see each other for an entire year? Thank mm. God he decided not to go with that plan. Thank God that ca- he's Bat always cat, watching. Thank God that Bat Cat book is being delayed, and they have had enough of whatever. And he's allowed in here, and we're gonna have Fear State and all that. It makes it silly to have Catwoman in Fear State without her being involved with Batman. He comes down. I love her. The I don't know, first it's thing, fine. just because they're in the same city, I think it still works well. Well, they weren't supposed to. That was the whole play. They even ended up announcing, like, "Hey, we're sorry that we said that." whatnot but you end up where i think that she's now gonna say nothing about the year he's gonna say i'm sorry i know we spent you know we're supposed to take a year off she's like no 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 where the fuck were you for the last five minutes i mean I, were you watching me get sliced because you, you take to be that in the asshole down yeah you you seem to be here did you get father valley father valley oh i know his oh i know father. it's carl sankey <laughs> oh, i know his father sankey he, he's my priest i end up doing confessions with him twice a week and she's bleeding out all of a sudden, kill a shark comes and eats them both. But yeah, that's the big wow moment. And like I said, again, is that Batman going to save Catwoman the woman or Catwoman the book? This is the worst selling ongoing book right now. It's not selling well at all. And we may see that the idea of Batman coming in here might have been, been the idea, though, of, well, let's kind of get them involved with this because this book's going to maybe get canceled after Fear State. I would not be shocked if that's the either. case. It's it's not selling well. And to have like things just thrown at you like this, it seems, you know, it seems like Ramsey didn't know the scheduling, but it also seems kind of desperate to get everything thrown in here at once and the kitchen sink. Well, all of that stuff, it going. becomes a slog to get through. But once we get to the end and all of a sudden this becomes a weird action movie out of nowhere, it's fun, but it doesn't like, you know, do anything much for the book. But at least at this part, I'm like, Father Valley, I don't like you. You're just stabbing no, Catwoman, but you're, people you're blowing love shit up. I'm like, all right, this one sticking grenades in Basil Carlo while freaking Killer Croc runs away. I'm like, this is and, hilarious. And the well, it's pretty funny. But the thing about people and people argued with me about the annual saying, Oh my, this elevates Father Valley or Carl Senke, whichever way you want to play it or um, but the idea, oh Saint Dumas, Azrael combination, then you get to this and it's just like I'm going to kill nothing, you. Right? He's kind of nothing again. And that's the and thing. It, like, it feels it's just, like that. Now that we got all that out of the way, it's like, and now I'm going to end you now that I learned about you. And then some people learned about me and I've been like putting it off for a while. But you know what? It's time for you to die. Yeah. And then Hadley shows up. Oh, shit. I'm late. It'd be funny. He's like, yeah. I, I, hey, it'd be funny. Yeah, Batman's He's pulling still her out of car. the He's like, where did I want to go? <laughs> He's like, what? Am I at Villa Hermosa? Yeah, Batman's pulling her out of the bay and he's yelling. Watch out for Carl Sankey. She's like, what did he say? He's like, I don't know. Somebody get him a hanky? I don't know. And they go off and, and make love on the rooftops there with Hadley one tear going down as he drives out. I think she should go to the to hospital first. Villa Hermosa. Yeah, Batman doesn't take people to the hospital. He's going to stitch her up, right? He's going to just. And like you said, it may not. Maybe she's dreaming. Maybe. Maybe it is Hadley. Maybe he's there. He's got a hoodie you know, on. That's she not bad it's either. The idea where she expects Batman to save her and somebody does, but like her like mind. We're not seeing depleted. Hadley show up, but it Agreed. might be. It might be her. I mean, she she's bleeding out. She's bad off. And, and it I, might I don't be. trust that harbor water of Gotham. Could, really, I know. Really, it's it's worse than Cleveland. 
for the only water worse has to be Bloodhaven, right? That would be even worse. But get your blood oh, up. Overall, I like the art enough. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It, it's Fernando Blanco. If you like his art, you, you're used to that. And it's pretty cool. Um, but overall, I, I need it more. But yet, some of the things were pretty cool in a book that has stalled out, an annual and another regular issue where we did have tell me everything you know about selena oh well here's sicily so and here's everything you need to forward. know about father I, I do get upset that it seems like the you know the landscape we could have played around with it a little better to set up some of the things for the ongoing story some things that would be cool like how did you end up getting basil round up cheshire croc knockout like make me dude that's care what's about going them. on poison ivy make me care about them though also why they're there also give us more poison ivy stuff and you didn't do that but yet there are some cool things in this i gave it a 6.9 just under a 7 because of all of that but i do think that there's some cool things in this that just didn't play out as well and we're a little forced but it's funny i feel the same way but i'm going to a 6 out of 10 for everything okay. you just said the same thing because okay. i'm like i, I thought think it was I a bit of a like slog Fernando going Blanco through a little more well i like the art as well it's just like yeah. the story didn't do much for me because now we just have to pick up the pace because we spent too much too so much what you're time saying, I'm just more fucking positive, around right? and now we have to freaking rush film. to the end and i'm like whatever man but at the end i was having some fun with father valley even though he's a yeah. character i don't care I had about fun just laughing about i'm telling you once Sinky. you end up getting hadley and Riggs, it, it kind of did become funny because they're so ridiculous arguing you pretty much have a alley town cop we think for like life in Riggs, yeah who is pretty much being told how things are by hadley but i like Riggs as the guy to keep mentioning he's I'm only you, there i'm so done with hadley especially after he's telling Riggs how alley uh, town you know works. what it's like, funny oh you've been here a week obviously you know more than me you you can't have Riggs be the chief but he plays that role like at one point i'm waiting for him to tell him the hand in the badge and the gun and then the other gun and then the other gun, like that sort of thing. But you can't have that because Hadley really shouldn't be working there. I really think that he doesn't. And he's just hanging out. Riggs is too good a guy to tell on him. And they just yell and scream at each other and have fun. Play acting things and all that. But I love out of nowhere. Hey, by the way, guys, I got this photo. You might want to see this. The idea that somehow... He IDs Carl from this spot. It's so ridiculous the way it. you force this, but I like that guy too. Uh, but yeah, maybe we can get a full out book with Hadley and Riggs. Hadley and Riggs. Uh, you know, I don't know. What would you call it? Big lethal bang. weapon. I know, lethal. That's what it is. Actually. An unlethal weapons. Uh, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Superman and the Authority number one. That is mine as well. Crazy, right? What a world that we live in. That is ridiculous, as they go say. Go check that Eric. out. If you didn't have it on your pull list this week, go back and check it out. Yeah, I think it actually might it. be worth cool. it overall. The art's incredible. And it's only we four got, issues. And we don't normally say, like, hey, the art's worth the price of admission. It almost is. But yeah. the story itself is good. And if you are somebody who is wary of Grant Morris, maybe or Manchester you, know, you end Black up at or the authority. Go, you know, go read it. Go read it. It's, it's really good. And again, if you don't, if you don't want to spend money and say to Eric, listen, don't tell me how to run my life, Eric Shea. Fine. You can wait, you know, Jerks. a bunch of months. But when it does <laughs> pop up on the DC Infinite app, if you even just read it at some point. It, yeah, it's, I look forward it's to that now. pretty darn cool. And and if you want to hear us talk about it, and you know, pretty much gush. And, and if you want to actually listen to a progression of two guys talking and actually realize that they're both loving oh, a no. book out of nowhere. That's kind of what we had. What is right? this feeling I'm feeling? Yeah, that's right. My it's score not went up. You ended up loving it, which made me love it more. Uh, so yeah, you should check that out. It's on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird 
science as well as blue and gold, which we liked enough, but thought it was a little too much fan service. Totally was. And not enough of an update and giving us information about how things are going seemed to revert back to a day gone by with some of the characters, but still we did like it enough. But next week, Eric, we have a lot of books. We have a ton of books. DC has a lot dropping. Here is what we're going to be talking about on the podcast. Then I will also give you a little idea of some things that we're not so people will know it's coming out. But we have Action Comics number 1033. Eric, we have Batman Secret Files Huntress number one. We'll see what's but, going on. But Jim, why don't we have a Batman Secret Files The Signal number two? I don't know, Eric. That's got, but we have Batman Secret Files Huntress number one with the little tidbit that I have to remind people. She's infected with the worms, Eric. Oh, no. So we, you know, so we're gonna have to see how that works out. We have Batman Superman number twenty. I, I haven't like, you know, I don't I haven't seen anything about this. Does that tie into the Batman book or is it just gonna be its own what, like Batman you know, Hunter story? Files, Huntress? Yeah. yeah, it ties in directly okay. to the detective comics story. So well, I don't that, like that is that. Well, you'll see. I wanted it. a maybe, better story with Huntress. Maybe you will. Maybe. Uh Batman Superman number twenty, and I will say Gene Wen Yang, I do love him. He just won some Eisners for the Superman Smashes the Clan. They just give those and even though. Dragon Hoops he got in there. Dragon Hoops, right? But Batman Superman, we haven't really liked since it's already announced to be done. I care less about it. I'm telling you, I forgot all about it. But and that's also Etrigan's in the next issue. And I don't like meeting mm. any Etrigan's. Oh, my. Rhyming and a stealing. Yeah, rhyming and stealing. You one trick pony demon. Checkmate number two. Oh, good. Didn't we just Who read Damon didn't we, Rose? Didn't we on the have cover? that this week? Oh, that was Justice League. I just like the oh. idea, too, when I'm looking at this because they have weird, like, you know, fonts with it, like the who is, but only H O or white, and then Damon is the only thing. So, ho, Damon. Ho, oh, checkmate. Right I don't know number, what they're doing. Checkmate number two. Fuck you! Uh, Detective Comics number 1040. We have that. Harley Quinn number five. We've been enjoying that. I look book. forward to that. I want to see where it goes. Infinite it Frontier being good. number three, Eric. We've been enjoying that. that. Yes, we want that. Robin number four. Again, will something we, else I've been enjoying. Will we get to the tourney? No, no. we won't. <laughs> but we got Rachel Ghoul showing up for a few days to thrill. That is true. With his Silver Fox. Grandpa wants to see how you fight. He does. He really, that sounds disgusting. He's bringing freaking orange peels all over the place. He is. Superman, son of Cal-El, number one. I look forward so to that. So you have the Tom Taylor, John Kent Starting Superman book. to think book. that you're going to have the same problem with this as you do with Nightwing. Maybe, Eric. We'll see. Because, again, though, he's writing this. Tom Taylor is like the king of that now, the fan service deal and whatnot. But hopefully we enjoy it. And it's funny, too. Never even crossed my mind. Like what you just said, like I never thought like going into this, like, oh, man, we're gonna... no, I'm actually excited to read it. So hopefully it plays out well. Uh, Teen Titans Academy number five. Find Red... out maybe who Red X is. Red X. Red X. Yeah. Wonder Woman 776, where we're going to be into fairy lands. Elf lands. We'll see <sighs> what's going on. Boy, that you go from Asgard, right? Which okay, that, that's yeah. different. You have it's never state it's welcome. Then, but it then cool. you go, then you go to Olympus. Oh my God, this is going to be big. Now we're at the Fairylands. I mean, what, what are we going to go to next? Eric? I'm tired. Park. I am so Seriously. tired of these freaking you know scavenger hunt stories. It's a scavenger hunt. I don't even know what the fuck we're looking for. Looking <laughs> you know for what I'm looking out. for? A good story. <laughs> way out. Ah, I want to see the exit. That's what I want to see. Please just do something. Do something with that. Uh, here's some other books that are coming out. Some that are. You know, favorites of some people, we will not be talking about them per se, as they say, per se. What am I, a vampire? (laughs) But uh, just to let everyone know, uh, Batman Reptilian 
Number two, I still have plans on reading that number one and maybe doing something with it. So we'll see. Maybe a Thank God It's Friday solo edition. I don't know. But everybody's telling me that it's awesome and I should read it. I just haven't yet. So you also have Icon and Rocket Season 1, number one. Where are you going to continue the milestone stuff? Milestone, milestone, I'm here, milestone Jim. stuff. And are you uh, drunk? I don't know. I'm telling you. Listen here, Eric. Uh, I have to admit that that beginning for Static threw me completely off. Me as and well. I, I completely lost all fervor for any of those. I will try to read it, but with all the stuff we have already, that's going to the get milestone pushed aside. gets pushed aside for everything else. Yeah, and the milestone we, Same we gave with it black a shot. Labels. Vida Ayala pretty much killed any sort of thing that I had for that. Uh, so here's uh, static. Did you ever wonder if like Virgil Hawkins wasn't fun? Well, here you go. S- speaking of which, though, I do believe that the writer of Icon and Rocket Season One, one of the writer, is the writer of House Party to bring it back. It's true, a, a stand-up deal, Reginald Hudlin. So that is kind of a tie-in. But yeah, so funny. also yeah, also coming out, Mister Miracle, the Source of Freedom, number three. Uh, we aren't reading Shiloh. that, and I saw the, the rankings, and nobody, nobody reading is. that. I mean, nobody is. So Poor Shiloh. That. You got Static Season 1, number 2. You also have Strange Adventures, number 11, which, Eric, uh, I'll probably read. I, I'm <laughs> caught up on Strange Adventures just to drive myself nuts. I'll talk to you afterwards to see if you are. We'll talk about that. Uh, also, the other history of the DC Universe, number five, and Wonder Woman, black and gold, number two, which I do want to mention just as a shade throw. Wonder Woman, black and gold, number one, sold better than Checkmate, number one. And that is the <laughs> silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's so great. It's so funny. But that is it. That's the podcast. Thanks, everybody. Uh, please go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. And again, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science, where two of the books that we mentioned that we'll be talking about will be picked by the badasses the Get Fresh crew. Be Any crew. ideas of what they're going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have full ideas, Eric. I'm going to keep myself wrong. because I'm always wrong, but I think it'll be Infinite Frontier number three. And I'm saying Huntress and Checkmate. No. It, it's definitely going to be. John Kent, the Superman, son of Cal L, and Infinite Frontier number three. I think that those will win. You don't by think they're going to try to screw us with that checkmate? No, I think that they end up. Well, what are you trying to push them to that? You want to get them more saying. positive? No, I don't think so. I, I actually think that they'll go the big books and not the ones that will screw us. But if they do want to screw us, yeah, it would be that checkmate <laughs> and the secret files huntress. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes, Eric. Uh, but with that, that is it. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, I am hungry. Me too. Uh, I'm not hangry because I hate that, right? But I am. Well, that's because you're hangry. Well, I am kind of hangry right now, actually. But uh, yeah, I'm hungry. I think I'm going to go over to the Walmart and get some snacks, Eric. Some some light snacks, maybe some cherries. Maybe you know that cherries is one of the few fruits that have natural melatonin. Are you aware of that, Eric? No, I no, wasn't I aware of that life. until recent. Oh my. See, I'm trying to give you nice information here, and you end up. I take pills for that if I need it. I don't need fucking cherries. I don't like cherries. There you go. You're like Tanya. She stubs her toe. Somehow she needs Adderall. I don't know. I don't get it. She's like, oh my god, I end up having an earache. I need cocaine. Yeah, I I think I understand this honestly. Yeah, I know you understand. I don't. You scumbags, both of you. You, Two peas. No, no, I'm saying she's an addict. You might want to get her some help. That is true. That is true. Gotta hide her. I gotta hide her regular medicine like I'm freaking James Bond over here. Right now, I'm like, I'm almost like a cryptographer in World War II. 
I'm running scared. I have everything hidden. It's like just craziness, right? But with that this week, uh, Eric, I will probably be doing some door dashing. Didn't even bring that up through the whole deal. Ended up going and door dashing one day. Had a disaster of a first delivery, but it ended up working out a little bit better. Uh, But me and my youngest son, Logan, we are doing that for some extra cashunda. Eric is what we're doing. Cashunda. Cashunda. So with all that, that's the deal. And also I have a lot of podcasts to do to catch up and finish the month on the Patreon. uh, Just as a shout out, stuff like the Book of the Month podcast where me and Stork are going through Kingdom Come. Uh, and other things yeah, like one more issue the, of that. Yep, one more. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The third issue was that's where it started kicking. That third issue. Up until then, it it does. When you read it, it's one of those things. You get the lay you, of the land. Yeah, you get the lay of the land. But it's also like you've had so many other shocking things in that sort of motif since then that it does. But that issue three really hits. It's really good when you end up having the gulag get broken down. You have Shazam kind of expose himself and go out. And I mean, expose oh himself, right? And the future's harsh himself. everywhere. But it is fun. It is a fun deal. And the art's always incredible with Alex Ross. So with all that, a lot of uh, things that come in, you end up having Sergeant Pepper robots in the issue number three, which made me giggle, as well as issue two, having the village people. <laughs> And Steve Miller with his Joker mask from the album, The Joker. Joker, yeah. Cool things. It's really cool. I'm wondering when Aerosmith is going to show up, right? Who knows, Eric? But with all of that, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. We will see you in seven. You make me lost. Give me everything you got! Every time I read a Bendis book, a question always comes to me. When will we learn something new about Naomi? On the cover of the Justice League, she's standing right in front of me. It's the same old recap about Naomi. Comic readers living in the world agree Bendis might give us answers about Naomi But though we love the character When will we get a power set to see We still don't know much of anything about Naomi
And you can't even smile and you don't understand Gives you so much pain you can't even stand Tom King hero is something to be Tom King hero is something to be Don't get too attached cause everyone will die The only time you're not angry is when you cry Might as well just give up and don't even try Tom King hero is something to be Tom King hero is something to be Play with this toy. 